on this episode of the Star Wars Time Show. Matt and Nick keep Boba Fett in the spotlight with multiple new topics about his upcoming book. They'll detail how the trailers have only shown off the first part of the first episode, which apparently has a mega moment in store for its second half. They'll talk about the mayor and how he may play into Boba's plans. A few new teasers will be broken down to squeeze any juice out of the few new scenes showcased, and they'll also remind you of their plot predictions yet again. It's not all Boba all the time as Andor and the Ahsoka series will also be discussed before the show finishes with this week's fan segment including the latest round of top five featured artist honorees. Punch a Chewie! And here we go! Hey now, everybody! Oh, whoa, wow. Hold on. Reboot. Hey now, everybody! Welcome to the Star Wars Time Show. It's Matt. It's Nick. And no, we do not have our festive outfits on. Screw Christmas. We've canceled it, right? It's the war on Christmas. <laughs> Starts right here at the Star Wars Time Show. Except oh, if, if, we're, if, we're, if we're waging a war on Christmas, I shouldn't be saying Christmas, right? I know, is that, right? It's is that how waging, it goes? <laughs> I, I'm not sure exactly. You know, this is our first war on Christmas, so we got a lot to learn. We got to call Bill O'Reilly and see yeah. what our talking <laughs> points are. That's what I was talking about. Like, yeah, yeah, Christmas. Dead. You're dead, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, oh, dude, uh, speaking of wars on shit, and I don't, I don't want to go too deep into this, but I, I don't. I know Nick. Uh, you know, he kind of has a, a, a blackout policy on social media throughout the week, and I kind of spoon feed him stuff on, on Tuesdays to, to keep him somewhat in the know, right? To keep his pop culture <laughs> quotient high. Uh, but last week, you know, we, we talked about Star Wars Eclipse and some of the, the, the juju woo-woo stuff around David Cage and whatnot. And then I think it was Thursday of last week, there was a coordinated hashtag put out blackout the eclipse or some shit like that Oof. where gaming media and other star wars fan sites and personalities are like we will not cover this game until david cage is removed and i'm like okay let me preface this so i don't get myself in trouble first and foremost i think people that think like david cage are scumbags 100 percent pieces of shit I don't tolerate that type of stuff. But let's really break down what this boycott is. It's it's odd because if these people are so up in arms about one man in this game studio, Quantic Dreams, making a Star Wars game, where's all the outrage for Ubisoft making a Star Wars game? Where's all the outrage for Activision's titles they released this year? Anyone see what's going on at Activision with Bobby Kotick? I, I, I mean, come I, I on. I do know that the... Specifically, the Blizzard side of things has been a complete free fall. I don't know yeah. about Activision because I don't I don't play Activision. It's the, same, games. it's the same company, though. I mean, they're they're, they're all is, ran by the same guy. It's just like it is. Yeah. And like I said, Nick, I don't, I don't want to get mixed up in all this social justice stuff. But it's like, and I hate saying this word because it's a favorite of the far right. 
But I really felt like this blackout Star Wars eclipse thing, this movement is virtue signaling. Okay. It's like, come on, if you're going to get on that high horse, I want to see the hashtags for Ubisoft Star Wars game when it's officially announced and anything that Activision may do with Star Wars or video games in general. Like, let's be real. If we're all going to sit here and pile on Quantic and this David guy, let's do it for real. Boycott anything Activision puts out. Take your Call of Duty right now and light that fucker on fire because he's he's mean to women. He doesn't pay his people right. What? Come on. Why aren't we going after these other studios? I know why. Yeah. It's because they didn't just get this big Star Wars PR punch. That's why. So let, let's be real. And, and really, if you want to go, uh, I'm not standing up for David Cage, but if you read the fine lines, the guy went to court and had most of the stuff uh, dropped against him. All right. That's not to say he's not a piece of shit. Where there's smoke, there is fire with people like him. Okay. But let's go. Let's get real. If you're really going to sit there and, and black out the eclipse, all these gaming journalists, let's see IGN and everyone else drop coverage of all things Activision and Ubisoft too. Come on. I think they should. I mean, Thank I know you. that that Activision and Blizzard is basically dead to the gaming universe. Um, Blizzard specifically. Like, and, that, and this wasn't my and this wasn't my idea, Nick. I follow a crazy <laughs> former game dev on Twitter, David Jaffe, who created God of War. I actually like the guy, he created Twisted Metal, a lot of good stuff back in the nineties, early two thousands. But he's the one that kind of tweeted out. He's like, "Yo, David Cage, fuck him," and we we feel the same way over here. But he's like, "Where's all the outrage for, for Ubisoft to land in a new Star Wars title?" And I was like, "You know what? That's a good fucking point." It's like, yeah, I, I think, don't know. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it, people latch on movements. The, once it gets the the big announcement, I think that there'll definitely right. be some. Blowback. I hope so. If they do, then fine, fine. I'm I'm all for that. Go ahead and black out this, that, and the other thing. I, I just thought it was odd that out of nowhere everyone's just piling on this game because of this guy. And you know what? This guy probably shouldn't have got the opportunity. But where's the ire at Lucasfilm Games for making that fucking choice? <laughs> speaking of it, speaking of Ubisoft, 25 minutes ago, Game Informer. A new report has detailed what is reportedly an employee exodus happening within Ubisoft. Okay, thank you, thank you. So, so in, in the end, all of gaming sucks. Like I tried to say last week, and I'm sure I sounded stupid. A lot of people at the top levels of any type of business are probably shitty. Watch Succession. That's how I believe most CEOs at large corporations probably are. And it's true. So let's talk about something fun, though. And that's Spider-Man No Way Motherfucking Home. Yes, indeed. And we're not going to blow spoilers down your throat, so be careful. But I I would like to say, if you're someone that is that concerned with spoilers for stuff, you probably shouldn't wait, what, four or five days at this point? (laughs) Uh, especially in the 21st century with everyone, their social media and, and people purposely trying to spoil, but we're not going to do it for you. I actually didn't even think Nick saw it yet. So I already had planned to not to get spoiler E on Spider-Man No Way Home. So I'll still maintain that mantra. Um, but Nick, I have to say, I don't know if it is the greatest comic book movie ever made, but it's definitely in the top two, in my opinion. Uh, for a singular character, it's easily the greatest, like just non-ensemble comic book movie ever made. Yeah. And for 20 years of Spider-Man movie making, 
this movie just pulls off miracle after miracle after miracle. Yeah, I, I definitely think it's the best Spider-Man um, out of all of them, not just the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies or or anything like you. I think like even going back to, you know, I think it was oh three, the first Spider-Man release. It's it's the best one. Um, I think it incorporates. And, and here's the thing: this is a two and a half hour long movie that moves. Quickly. Oh yeah, yeah. Like it, there's so many elements that are incorporated in this film. That it does feel like you're you're moving at a fast pace throughout, even though it is a long runtime, um, and it, and that was awesome because when I when I looked at it, I was like, man, Dune is like two hours and thirty five, and Spider Man No Way Home's like two twenty eight. I was like, I can't believe these two movies have very similar runtimes. But then after seeing Spider Man, I was like, okay, like I, I feel like you couldn't have cut time in in this film. I feel like you needed pretty much all of the time it had um, and they used it really well. Uh, I thought that the characters were fantastic bringing in uh, the villains that they did, bringing in the other heroes that they did. I mean, everything about it was really kind of top notch for me, for sure. Yeah, it's um, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, bats at bat thinks we're full of shit. But hey, guess what? That's what opinions are, buddy. They're, they're like assholes. Everyone's got one and they all stink, right? Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. It, it really, it's just, it, like I said, it, it, the, the level of fan service it pays for 20 years of Spider-Man cinema is ridiculous. Uh, it's definitely a theater experience. I mean, we had people fucking cheering, clapping, yelling, hooting, hollering, crying, sobbing, laughing. I was doing them all. I mean, my, my kid kept looking at me like, you <laughs> pussy you slimp dick loser it's just a spider-man movie snap out of it bub but there, there, there's some moments that hit uh and and they hit i think you know you, you don't really see them coming although they make sense when they do play out in the movie but i it's up there man i, I still think like the infinity war end game is some magic just what what they did with what 18 or 19 movies prior and I think even more than that, and then tying them all together in a perfect little bow and completely ending years worth of storytelling and then kicking off a new phase of the MCU. And then obviously the nostalgic shit like 89 Batman and Christopher Reeve's Superman, those are always going to be special to me for more nostalgic and father-son type of reasons than quality. Well, they're yeah. still pretty damn good, but I don't know, man. I, I just feel like No Way Home and what it was asked to do and what it did, it, it, it paid off on, on all fronts. And uh, I'm, I'm excited for what it kicks off for Doctor Strange moving forward into his film. Uh, it, it, it continued on. This isn't a spoiler because they've showed it in the trailers, but it, it's obviously continuing the multiverse in phase four of the MCU uh, which I'm just digging. I, I, I've dug it uh, since yeah. it kicked off and, and I guess Loki technically and then what if got into even more playing with it even more and obviously no way home uh, brings it to the MCU cinema space at least <laughs> and now uh, strange is going to be this isn't a spoiler the, the second stinger scene is a teaser for Doctor Strange 2 and I, I really am intrigued with where that movie's going so I yeah, don't know I, I loved agree. it uh, I highly recommend if you can get out, I would say be safe about it. Obviously, we're uh, like Tone said, they're probably going to get locked down in the UK now because of Omicron. 
Uh, I know it's raging over here, so if you're not if you're not tripled up, uh, I don't know. You you might not want to fuck with stuff these days, but uh, Spider-Man No Way Home is a fantastic cinema experience, and I am definitely going to go check it out one more time in theaters. Uh, maybe get the wife out there or my old dear mother who is coming to town and hopefully will not get infected on the plane and then kill my family. It's um, it's wild, dude. Like looking at the scores for this game, I mean, not game, movie, it has a 99% on Rotten Tomatoes for the audience score. Like that is insane. Right. And then the, the it, actual uh, critic review is 94%. Like okay, that so is, the critic dropped a bit because I believe critic initially opened at 99 too. Yeah, uh, so it's but 94 I, I, now. But You probably still, had like the guy from the New Yorker that's, I can't believe we're watching another Spider-Man movie. Where's West Side Story 2, <laughs> damn it? It's like, come on, people. Well, why, why, yeah. you, why are you reviewing pop culture fiction movies if, if you want to be a serious like a cr- critic? Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I always hate those fucks. Definitely go see it. I mean, it was... And look, you know, people will have their own differing opinions on it. But I think if anything, <clears throat> excuse me, if anything, it's a good conversational piece because of all the elements that are in it. You know, like there's a lot of talk now. And I mean, this is no spoiler, um, but there's a lot of talk now. And you've probably seen the buzz like people want a third Amazing Spider-Man movie. Amazing Spider-Man was the one with Andrew Garfield in it. They're like, OK, well, we saw this. Now we want to see. Amazing yeah, Spider-Man three. It's funny. It's funny. I, I mean, it's, and these are probably the same people <laughs> during the amazing runs. We're like, fuck this. Just cancel it. So we can get Spider-Man in the MCU. You dickheads. <laughs> you know how fans I mean, are. I mean, look at, look at me. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm a jerk. I'm not as like a, I get worked up. I'm not like a super angry Star Wars fan. I just get worked up. But you, you know how fandoms get. It's just, yeah. No one knows what they want until they're, until it's given to them. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's one of those things where I, I really enjoyed the amazing Spider-Man. I know that there were some offbeats and you know, it, it, it wasn't perfect. The two movies that came out, but I genuinely thought that Garfield played as good. I, I, I always, I, I was, I was definitely sad when, when they ended his run and you know, maybe yeah. one day he'll, he'll get to do it again, but it, it was yeah. good. And Hey, we got a lot of good movies this week coming out too. You might be able to sneak out to reload matrix, uh, Resurrection. I I keep calling it Reloaded. (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) Uh, Matrix Resurrections, um, Insurrections, Erections drops tomorrow, the 22nd. Uh, The King's Man is out this week. I think early screenings are starting today. If you got kids, I know Sing 2 is coming out this week. And uh, I don't know. I still want to go see West Side Story. It's like the older I get, the more I'm into musicals. And I don't know what the hell's going on. I don't know if it's because my daughter paints my toenails here and there. But I, I just I, I dig that type of shit. Like, I, I want to watch Garfield in the story of the guy that wrote Rent. And like, I've never even seen Rent. Don't give a shit about Rent. But it's a musical. And I think Lin-Manuel did it. So I want to watch it. I don't know what it is. Um, yeah. I mean, it's... It, I definitely want to see it because it's Spielberg. It's an iconic story. I mean, in, in the reviews for it are fantastic, but it just completely bombed at the box office, West which Side? isn't a surprise. Yeah. It yeah. was, it was, yeah, a I know I, people are like disaster. comparing it to dear Evan Hansen, which I think was another, uh, like musical movie that, that flopped too. It's just, yeah, it, it's not a movie. I mean, I want to see it. I know it's going to be great. I, I don't, remember the original West Side Story, but it's Steven Spielberg. So, I mean, he's just someone like a Tom Cruise or The Rock where I'm just going to go. 
if they're involved, I'm going to go or I'm at least going to check it out. But yeah, I heard that too, buddy. It it, it yeah. fizzled out. Unlike uh, No Way Home, which Nick was telling me and I read it earlier, it during a pandemic, it beat openings for all movies but Endgame, correct? Correct. Yes. It, yeah, it was that is the crazy. second highest grossing opening week of all time. Yeah, beat beat Force Awakens record, beat Infinity Wars record. I, I just we were talking about this too. I don't remember there being so much hype around Spider-Man ever. I, I don't know if I was just tuned out of it and was just, you know, MCU's MCU, people are gonna go, but I, I don't remember this much hype for a singular character so good for all them i believe i don't know if it's official but i believe tom has been asked or at least signed to do another three um spidey films now that sony and and marvel have ironed out their differences and amy and kevin are best friends and no longer throwing sandwiches at each other look it up (laughs) true story um all right Uh. yep no spoilers. So go check hey, it we, out. You guys got to watch it. We can't monitor the chat. If people are in the chat spoiling wrenches, you know what to do. I, I can't. Uh, remember last week or two weeks ago when Tones was here giving me links in the chat and I started crashing the show? I can't yeah. do two things at once. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Try, try to keep it spoiler free for Spider-Man <laughs> for now. I mean, we're, we're less than a week out from release. So give people a little bit more time. So, but yeah, that that's our, that's our full uh yeah you know kind of so, review of it yeah there were, really wasn't much in pop culture that that popped i'm still going through halo and, and and digging it i've been dragging my feet though because i got that new receiver last week nick and i had not yeah. installed it yet so didn't do it yet it's okay that i'm kind of holding back but I, i'm i'm really starting to feel the the push to get that <laughs> thing installed and wired so i can get back to some dolby yeah. atmos halo infinite i played uh, some more um Definitely enjoying it a little bit more. The The open world definitely is a little bit more alive once you start getting a little further into it. Yeah. I still I still haven't done. I mean, I guess it's like second story mission, right? I mean, it's hard to I mean, I guess it's a third or fourth story mission, but whatever. It's like have you gone in the I, tunnel yet? Like, I think that's like one of the main where, where you're like you go down underground into a cave system. Then you come back out of this forerunner structure and you meet the. What the hell's her name? The Harbinger for the first time. Okay, no. So I haven't All done right. that yet. Yeah. Um yeah, so you're exploring, but, you're you're gearing up, you're 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 rescuing UNSCers, right? You're you're taking yeah. out targets and getting new weapons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's it's interesting with this game because I feel like there's I mean, and this can be said for any open world game. Um, I feel like there's a huge difference with this one though, if you go through and you just do the story missions. Versus other games. Um, Cause I can see how like one of the, one of the things that I saw somebody say was like, I love the game. I love the open world. The story was like a little lacking and I can, yeah, I can kind of see that because I, I'm, there's I'm so much on that too at this point. Yeah. It, there's so much emphasis on exploration of Zeta halo that like mm-hmm. there's almost no story being told. Like I've probably played this game for like four hours. Hey, you're, you're not wrong, dude. If you do not engage in the main missions outside of picking up audio tapes, which are like the only two things that aren't marked on the fucking map. Yeah. There, yeah, there is no story. I mean, there, there's none. The, the audio tapes, if you do find some, do start filling in the gaps with what happened from the opening scene, which again, 
takes place. Like you, you're dropped into a story that's already happening. You it's don't really know what the fuck's going on. And and through the campaign, you're 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 slowly learning a bit more about what has taken place on Zeta Halo. But you're you're 100 right. I mean, there, there there's no collectibles to read. You got to find the audios, and if you don't find the audios, you don't get any mm. updates on the story until you do a main mission. That's it. Yeah. Even yeah. the weapon will sit there. Like when I when I do a main mission, and then. I'll open because we talked about this with Ghost. It's it's ADD. It's like okay, okay. <laughs> look at I got to get that on the map. Oh, there's something on the map. Got to go there. Got to go. And you're bouncing around two hours later. Like oh shit, I'm I want to go to bed. Or I know that. But, but the weapon's <laughs> a, sitting there. Like hey chief, do you want to go do this yet and learn what's happening? Hey chief, yeah. you wanna, shouldn't we go check this out? I'm like, fuck yeah. you. I'm I'm just walking it's, around finding it's stuff. The, it's the curse of open world games and it's open world games are probably the ones that I've started the most and then finished the least. Yeah. Because that's fair. it's, so, I'm so distracted. Like I yeah. wish like horizon zero dawn, I probably put 20 hours in that game. Easy 25 almost. And I'm still, I still haven't I'm finished the story. Exact same experience there. <laughs> and the interns like, dude, this is one of the greatest games ever made. And I'm not denying them. I, I was, I think the story and I, I feel like this point, Nick, I don't know if you're the same way. I think I'm just going to have to find like a like a recap of the story before the second one comes out. Because I, I know there's no way I'm, I'm ever going to finish Horizon. There's just I'm not going to do it. It's just not going to happen. Like I, I picked it up a little bit more uh, a couple of months ago, progressed through the story a little bit further. I'm going to try to finish it before the second one comes up, but it, it's going to be difficult because... Yeah. With a game like it's just you, it's so easy to get distracted, like you said. It's rare. I, that's uh, I think that's why Ghost we loved it so much because that was one that was like one of the first open world games in a long, long time. I think Far Cry Three was the last, probably, where I did every fucking single thing you could do yeah. and loved it. I was like, I, yeah. I, I I couldn't get enough. And when I was done, I played the multiplayer for another month or two and, and loved the hell out of that. I mean, I, I missed that game, but. I'm an old man. I have limited game time. You got to move on. You got to play games yeah. from 10 years old for half the year. And then Halo. Yeah. That, that's pretty much what I did this the, year. The best, actually the, the best descriptor, the best comparison that I can make for Halo versus Ghost is that with Ghost, similar open world vibe for sure. Like lots of missions to do just like regular open world games. But for me, for Ghosts, doing those side missions, doing those character oriented missions with like you know, your, your archery master and then the drunk guy. And then yeah. with, with Yuna and all of them, it felt meaningful. Well, you like were getting story layers exactly. added in too. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So like, I just wish there was a little bit more like when you, like when you take an installation, not necessarily a fob, but like when you take one of those big keeps, like, I feel like there should be something that happens other than just like, okay, yeah, it's like, not purple on your map anymore. Right. Like almost you like know, you find another Spartan carcass and you get like some important audio from that Spartan, you know, they're tracking yeah. Atriox or Escherum. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. Hey, you, you know, last week I was busting your balls. I, <laughs> I still highly enjoy Halo Infinite, it, but it's not Ghost and that's OK. It doesn't have to be. But for a for a Halo shooter, it's changed enough that I, I thoroughly enjoy the changes for the franchise and. I'm hoping to get a little more out of the story, but from what I've read, the little dingleberries out there, it, it it's not quite like a Halo 1, Halo 2, Halo 3, and even Halo. I I still personally think Halo 4 had the best story. Halo they, 4 was They They incredible. folded in the, the Forerunners with, uh, what's his name? Fuckface? The hell was his name? Damn it! <laughs> I can't remember. No, it's been so too He was long married to the, libra the librarian. What the fuck was his name? 
I just I just sent Nick a 40 minute video a recap of Halo so far and I've I think I watched it twice and I still can't remember it. Come on, McFly. All right, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give up. All right, dude, let's talk some Star Wars. Uh, yes. The fans are getting restless. I, I, I before we get into this first Boba story, I have to say, and I dropped this in the Discord. Remember, if you want to join the Discord, uh, I think we have an open invite link in our Instagram profile at Star Wars Time Show. Um, Optimus Crying joined this morning, a longtime super go. fan, a hat purchaser. It was nice to see him in Discord. But over there, I did let them know that Nick today, when I was making my rounds on Reddit leaks, Book of Boba Fett plot dump. Straight Oof. up plot dump. And there was another one about an OT character making an appearance. And here's the deal. Like I have professed previously on this humble little little podcast. I was never going to read that shit again after what Nick and I did with The Rise of Skywalker. It's terrible. <laughs> yeah. It was like, Tross wasn't good, but knowing the entire plot made it even worse. Yeah. And there's something similar going on right now with the Book of Boba Fett, but the motherfucking mods on the homepage didn't blur it out. They Like, when it's stuff like that, they yeah. usually at least put the title and then you have to click, or they blur shit out. So as I'm scrolling through... I'm pretty good at reading lines going by fast. I've trained my brain to do it through all these years staring at a fucking computer screen. Yeah. <laughs> it right there. It's like blah, 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 blue is blah, blah, blee, blah, and blickety blue, blue. And I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, no. <laughs> don't all worry. I'm, we're we're not going to go into yes, any details of the th plot leak on the episode. So don't worry about that. This is all I'll say. This is all I'll say. I'm feeling better this week about the hard stand I took. Hell, the stumping <laughs> I did for my plot predictions than I did last week. So if you're a longtime fan and listener, you can probably connect the dots. But I'm feeling a lot better today than I did last week about some of my big time predictions. So much so that if it goes down, I am going on a victory tour. Victory I, I want, tour. I want people to book me on your fucking Instagram lives, <laughs> your 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 shittier YouTube live streams than our own, because I'm gonna go around and crow like the <laughs> narcissist douche that I am. All right. Hey, you gotta you pick just, the dubs. You, you gotta wait, you gotta get. You just the wait win. and see, because if 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 it hits, like it's looking like it might hit, I am a motherfucking Star Wars speculation <laughs> savant. All right. <laughs> I already have a lot of wins on my belt. Go ask figure fucking hurts. Who predicted the end of the Mandalorian season two after the first episode? Me. All right. True. Who predicted all that stuff about Omega and the Bad Batch? Me. Now we'll find out next Wednesday if some of these book of Bobas are going to pay off. You just wait. I think, I think, um, I think this is it, Nick. I think this is where we finally break. I think this is where we finally go viral because someone's going to be like, look at this jerk off who thinks that he's special speculating stuff that no one really cares about outside of Star Wars fans. <laughs> what I need to, I think what I'm missing, like one of us needs to be either like super, super fat, right? Because that, that usually works to go be viral online. Full neck beard. Yeah. Or, or like, you know, some other type of uh, physical oddity. I mean, I guess I could stand up for shows and show people that I'm short. Maybe that would work. One I don't eye. Know. Just <laughs> yeah. One of us starts wearing an eye patch. 
Yeah, I'm just gonna stab my eye out for Star Wars. <laughs> the sad thing is, I probably would have at one point in time. I don't know about these days, but <laughs> I might have in the past. But no, I'm I'm feeling a little bit better after these leaks. But do not don't go over to Reddit leaks. It's bad. Yeah. I mean, it's like right out there in the open. They just barfed it up, and I cannot believe the mods did not. Uh, try to gate it at some point but it sounds like someone has the full plot dump but luckily we don't have to worry about plot dumps because we have articles that are about robert rodriguez and and he actually nick he he put out some pretty some interesting things to think about in a in a big uh, article from i think yeah thr uh, one of them, we got a, a character confirmation, which which adds yep. a little light to the whole scenario, and that's the fact that if you're on the live stream, the Athorian that we have seen and heard about months ago through Reddit leaks is called the mayor, and he is voiced by Robert Rodriguez himself. So as I tried to tell some of you when the first trailer came out, no, that was not Din Djarin. It was actually Robert himself as the mayor. Um, so he, he's also voicing another character, but they did not reveal who the other character was. I thought that was interesting. So I'm assuming that could be one of these big surprises. He also teed up in this article. Cause he says, uh, um, Rodriguez wound up directing nearly half of the episodes himself. Three of the big ones big one. in quotes, a lot of, a lot of big ones, a lot of like, Oh my goodness, I can't believe they let us do this type of shit. So if you're not excited, you should be, it's, it's time yeah. to start popping those chubs. Uh, but yeah, he <laughs> voiced the mayor and then another character. So I'm, I'm, I'll be interested to see who this other character is. It could be a, a big one that needs a voice rather than a, a flesh and blood actor. Yeah. Um, so why Boba Fett? All right. Robert's a guy, he, he, he's been on record saying like, listen, I, I don't do franchises. Fuck that shit. Unless I create them like spy kids, he's not touching them. But I put this in the article just to be a, a shithead with, with Boba <laughs> Fett. Cause you know how I am, but just listen to what Robert says. And this goes back to my point that I've been making for years now on this dumb little show. So this is Robert's words himself and why he decided, yeah, you know what? I will get in with a, a franchise type of genre um, show here. All right. So as I said, fans of our show may find his response comical. So here we go. That changed with Boba because he was a character that was always undeserved, right? Meaning he didn't deserve all the praise that people gave him. That's just one shot. It was a character way more popular, popular, now I sound like a dope, way more popular than he should have been based on his limited screen time. So it's almost like starting with an original character. You can kind of do anything you want so long as you make him cool and don't make him a buffoon. All right. <laughs> do, do we need any more evidence that Boba Fett in the original trilogy was a douche? Anybody? There you, there okay. you go. I, I mean, rest my case. Yeah, Thank I think, you. I think Robert has the final say here and i think he's right i even think feloni said that boba is a, a bozo in the original movies uh th this i found to be extremely interesting and i cannot wait for the 29th not that uh, you know i wasn't getting antsy but so far the trailers we have seen nick have only shown the first part of episode one that's it yeah that's, that's what we assume we're, like, we're not getting anything shown. past episode one in these trailers but 
but it's not even it, it's not even past the first part of episode one because here, here's what he said um, the producers have only revealed footage from the seven episode season season's opening minutes opening minutes that's all we've only seen like maybe the first 20 to 30 minutes 20 to 50 or 15 to 20 minutes of the potential first episode in the trailers and here's what he says why they've done this we can't use the second half of the first episode because it gives so (laughs) much away i mean so wow i mean when you think about it you only have seven episodes of the season so like if you do give away, if you if you open up and your trailers have one full episode in it, that's a big chunk of your season just in just in well, teasers. And in I trailer. mean, Mando was eight episodes and I believe its main trailers went through what the first like three, three episodes because you yeah, because you saw the like the ice cavern stuff and that was episode and the water. Three. Yeah, you saw the water planet, too, where they went yeah. and uh, where Frog Lady went. So I don't know that that's. He's pretty much saying, like, listen, people, yeah, seven episodes, whatever. One less than Mando, who cares? Who's keeping score? But the reason we've only been able to show you the first part of episode one is because the rest of the series is going to fucking blow your socks off. And if we showed it to you, we'd literally be blowing our wad in a trailer just for the first episode. So, like, Nick, do you think that, I, I mean... Is that the rancor moment we've talked about? Is that second half? Is that the potential arrival of who I'm speculating to be the big bad Crimson Dawn and Lady Kira in the first episode already? Bosk showing up? I mean, what could be so major in the second half of episode one that they dare not even share parts of it in a teaser trailer? I mean, it, it has to be a character reveal or something like the the rancor reveal it has to be something to that level because there's no i mean like there's i don't think that there's any individual plot detail that is going to be in the second part of season one or of episode one that that would really i mean i guess it would i mean yeah i guess so i guess the character reveal if if you got a shot of amelia which who hasn't been announced at all people would be like oh fuck (laughs) like wow i can't believe that showed (laughs) up in a trailer that's what i think that's why i think it's a it's a character reveal yeah like it has to be a character or like i mean what greg who's not wrong i mean let's think about han solo in the book of boba fett and chewy it's like is there a better cameo i mean it's almost we could almost have a luke skywalker moment technically like the only problem that i have with han being in this is then you start to get a little disassociative with timeline because of alden playing han oh well no because i mean we we still had harrison ford post alden's oh you're talking about if they brought alden to play han and not exactly that's what that's what do like the uh cg hamill with cg yeah Ford. like because i think if if they're gonna bring in one i don't think that even for a second harrison ford would entertain the idea of doing it like i don't i, I think he's right in truly you know what done. buddy i mean you sound like a young matt haywood from from almost two years ago now <laughs> making bold right. proclamations about there's no fucking way they're bringing mark hamill and luke skywalker to the mando so well, I'm not going to disagree with you. I can't I can't go down that path anymore because Filoni and Favreau have shown us that they don't give a fuck 
what it's we true. think or what we speculate on if who's going to take what paydays to show up. So, I mean, but, you know, the ball, it would take balls to say like, OK, we just did Luke Skywalker. So guess what? We're just going to do it again with Han Solo. Fuck yeah. We're, we're we're gonna. <laughs> it would be that a, would be a surprise. I think you know if they, if they are trying to, I, I don't want to say fully humanize Boba Fett. I think if you bring in his one of his biggest rivals and they somehow either hit it off or have to team up for something, and if we are talking about Lady Kira coming in, Han Solo, right? I mean, yeah, we're talking some great storytelling here, like some solo payoff possibly in the book of Boba Fett. So. I don't know. It just like it, we'll, we'll keep going on with the article because I mean Rodriguez just keeps hyping and hyping and hyping, and I don't think it's overhyped. That's the best part. I really don't. Um, so here, fusing the old with the new in big surprises. So again, just listen to what the man has to say here, and then let your imagination start to wonder. Yeah. Boba gives us a direct connection to the Star Wars saga since he was involved in that story. This creates a nice crossover point for both classic characters and new characters. Much of The Mandalorian was new or had not been seen on screen. Through Boba Fett, we can weave some of those characters and tales together using a character we know we know but don't know a lot about. That was from Dave Filoni, okay? Then Rodriguez says that the character specifically invites a whole world from the underworld in with him. Things turn up you don't expect. You see things we couldn't believe we got to do. Every episode has big surprises. I mean, come on. It's definitely character related. Uh, And in the way that he put that, you know, the the specifically invites a whole world from the underworld in with him. I mean, it's a character that does more than what you could do in Solo. Because while Solo was kind of mixed up in the underworld to a degree, he wasn't like as embedded in it as uh, as Boba is, especially not in like the darker, seedier sides of it. You know, like Han was dabbling in smuggling and he was working with a crew. Yes, but like once you get down into like we're killing people for money. We're bounty hunters. Yeah, he, we're, didn't, he didn't fuck with you know, that. He, he didn't really get that far in. So like with Boba, you get to explore a whole different side of the Star Wars underworld that we haven't really oh, yeah. been able to delve into. Not even in the Mandalorian. I mean, because like the Mandalorian, yeah, we touched on the bounty hunting aspect of it for but a that's few not, episodes. It, but I mean, I, I guess this is a good question. Is since bounty hunters are of a guild... And they they take bounties from the New Republic or the Empire, whoever. Are, are bounty hunters technically even underworld, though, right? I mean, to me, yeah. underworld are the people that may hire bounty hunters, but I don't consider bounty hunters to be attached to the underworld like a Crimson Dawn, like the Pikes, like the Black Sun, or like the Huts. I would consider it still underworld because... Nobody is... at Like, people from the New Republic don't just have, like... You know, it, it's not like laissez-faire to be like, oh, yeah, I just hired a bounty hunter to kill that guy or to do something like it's still bad. Like it's still like this is the very last thing that I can do right. as, you know, like for well, evil, it, they don't give a fuck. Like, they don't for, know. It, but for the good guys, you it's, technically, it's a I mean, he doesn't you don't have to kill the ba- uh, not a you bounty yeah. isn't always death. I mean, even even yeah. uh, Mithril, he brings in Frozen and, and there you go. So mm-hmm. I, I, I guess. In terms of the bounty hunter guild in our traditional underworld 
entities in Star Wars, I don't put them in the same universe. Bounty hunters are the anti-heroes where the underworld, they're just shitheads. They're evil, right? They, they, they work. They do evil shit. They work for evil. Uh, they'll, they'll do whatever they can to make a buck and, and get more power. Where bounty hunters, I do believe, have some sort of code. It's been talked about in the Mando. It's been talked about in more of the bounty hunters. And and kind of back to the, the Boba Han thing. Boba has the utmost respect for Han Solo. Yeah. So much so that he hates him and thought Jabba should have killed the motherfucker. I mean, that when, when Boba hands it over at the end of War of the Bounty Hunters, he's like, dude, what are you going to do with him? Are you just going to take him out? And Jabba's like, oh, <laughs> no, I'm going to hang him <laughs> on my wall because I'm a cocky asshole, right? And Boba's like, man, if I were you, I'd just kill him. He's like, Han Solo is not someone you ever want coming back oh, around. So Yeah, exactly. You don't want him to hang around. <laughs> and it pay, he paid for it in the end. So. You know what, Tones? I They're... And this is where the comics and, and why I feel compelled to read them these days, but they are, they could be setting up Zizor, Shizer, Shiza up for a return because they, 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 they ushered him in name only back in the canon in the last episode, well, in the first uh, issue of Crimson Rain. So uh, who knows? I, I mean, when you have a line like invites a whole world from the underworld in with them, okay, are we going to get pikes in there? Have we seen live action pikes? I don't believe so. Have we? I don't, I don't think, think so. Um, no. I don't think we've seen live action Black Sun. I mean, the only live action syndicate I believe we've seen would be Huts or Crimson Dawn. Yeah, Huts and Crimson Dawn. So, I don't unless know. there was like somebody that was unnamed in the original trilogy, right? That that was that's like the only option. It's like you have an unnamed whoever who was a part of that syndicate. It's a bunch of McClunky. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> All right, so a uh, few more few more things here from the, this was a great article, by the way. It was just a little too much reading. Like I got angry at myself that I was reading so much. I mean, I even had to like copy and paste quotes so I remember them. Uh, but uh, so Boba's challenges here, and this is again from Robert. Boba bites off more than he can chew, and we definitely do not make it easy for him. It's easy to sit on the throne. It's not easy to stay on. So what's it like for a bounty hunter to have to suddenly become a leader? Where's the push and pull in that? What is he trying to become? We really go in depth into the character. Yeah. And and that was always a big question with like, with the final scene in Mando season two, like the stinger that sets up book is like, all right, what is his plan? Cause yeah. I don't feel like he just walks into Jabba's palace, wastes everybody for like revenge. Like he, no, he, he does that because he has something that he's trying to accomplish. And I think that's what this season is going to, it's like, it's going to show you the evolution of the character beyond just, all right, give me the puck. Let me go get my bounty. Come you're, back. You're right. and, my money. And I honestly think, I think Boba Fett fanboys may ultimately be turned off by the show when it's all said and done. Because I do think, and, and even Tem himself, I think it was last week we talked about it. Even Tem was, was pushing back at times like, hey guys, like, are we, are we showing a little too much? Remember, yeah, this, this yeah. is a man of mystery. This is, the, this is the man with the spurs that clink and says, you know, two words and two films. Like, chill out. But I, you know, what, what Nick's saying, I, I do think this is Boba's kind of resurgence into the galaxy as a new version of himself, both in universe and for fans. Like I, when, when this is all said and done, Boba Fett will be a fundamentally different character than he ever was going into it. 
Yeah. I'm excited for it because I've enjoyed the Neo Fet era. But I, I even believe in our question a week, we got some comments of the tone of, I don't care what you do, just don't fuck with my man. Just keep him, keep him a badass. Keep him a man a few words. Like that, like that, that sentiment, like don't screw with my guy. Yeah, it's, it's inevitable that you're going to have some of your, your preconceived ideas of Boba Fett shattered through this show. So just be prepared for that. Like you can't center a show around a character who doesn't talk. Like, let's just be real about that. Like, he he has yeah. to talk. Like, even, okay, let me give you this example. Like, you're watching Wheel of Time, so you know, like, you, you probably... I'm not caught have, up, so I did not watch last week. Okay, no spoilers, but, like, Taylor essentially told me, she's like, Lan, the guy who is Moraine's, you know, like, her Warder. bodyguard. Yeah. yeah, Warder, says he doesn't talk in the books. Like, he literally was described early on as the strong silent type. And he basically just doesn't speak. I could see that. Yeah. But in the show, he's a blabbermouth. Yeah. Like when you have a main character of that level of importance, they can't just not talk. I'm not going to lie, dude, like off topic, the, the one episode where it's the funeral for another warder where like he's freaking out and then they all start doing this. Yeah. That got me fucking fired up. I was like, yeah, I started hitting my chest. Like, I want to fucking Dude. go protect some people now and stab people with knives and shit. I, I know, was like, that is kick ass. It's cool. And then, so the, it's only an eight episode season too. So next week is the oh, season. Oh, really? Finale. Yeah. So ah. it's eight episodes first season and then it'll come back. And What's we'll this see eight episode are. bullshit that, that Disney Plus started? Come on. <laughs> like ten. It. it should be 10 men. Yeah, that's what, I thought it was 10. I thought it was 10, too. That's but. why Foundation gets an even even bigger kiss on the lips for me. It, it stuck to 10 episodes. They're all close to an hour and a piece. Told a beautiful story that opened up a whole can of worms for season two. Still one of my favorite shows of 2021. All right, yeah. back to Boba so, But yeah, I think that Boba, he's going to have to be more verbose. He's going to have right. to be different than what you have perceived him to be from the original trilogy and from what little time we had with him and the Mando, like he's going to be a different character. That was the whole purpose of that stinger is to show fans that like, Hey, yeah, the Boba Fett that you knew before is going through a massive life change now, whether it be just because he survived his Sarlacc pit ordeal and is now out. And, you know, add on top of that, he's, he's clearly looking to do something a little bit more grandiose with his life than just be a bounty hunter that's it right there he he now wants to be a player versus someone that players hire he he wants to fill this void that has been left by Jabba but as we've heard through the trailers he wants to do it a different way yeah he he doesn't want to be a maul he doesn't want to be a Jabba he wants to be a boba kind of sounds like a song right (laughs) <laughs> he doesn't want to be a maul. He doesn't want to be a Jabba. He just wants to be a Boba. He just wants to be a Boba. All right. The, it's the beginning of like an <laughs> like a seventies or eighties like uh like yeah, sitcom. sitcom or something <laughs> <laughs> like Three's Company or something like that. Yeah. All right, all right. We got clarification from the Peanut Gallery. There were pikes, pikes in yeah. Solo. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, mistress. Thank you, thank you. Oh, sorry. I was listening to Howard earlier. I've got some sound drops stuck in my head. Like four inches is fine, but Nick and I have always known that, right? Yes. That's what we, whenever we used to go out and, and try to date, that is how we'd open up the conversation. We'd be like, four inches like, is fine though, right? And they'd be like, yeah. yeah. And I was like, okay, we can right, keep talking. We're in good. 
right. Okay. And then the last thing here, and I, I think this is going to be a no brainer unless we have another like TLJ revolt of solo. Uh, but when asked, you know, the series series currently isn't greenlit for more than one season. Uh, but Rodriguez is saying here, if people really love it, I'm sure they'd want to make more. It's like, yeah, uh, if Disney likes money, money, they'll make <laughs> yeah. more stuff that makes more money. And yes, you're yeah. right, Mr. Rodriguez. So, um, which is cool. I mean, I, I, Hey, I've said it in the past. I, I, I'll take as much star Wars as you can give me, even the bad shit. I'll go through it. I may not like it, but I'll still consume it and feel like a good human for doing it. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I think if this gets any sort of buzz like Mando did, it, it's probably a no brainer. If anything, he may be folded back into Mando much more than they may have initially planned. That's what I was going to say is depending on what the plans are for this universe. I mean, cause I mean, basically what you've built is just like another, you know, another little subsection of the star Wars. You're universe right. It's the Mando verse. It's the Mando verse. hundred percent. Exactly. So like, depending on what you want to do, like it may not make sense to have two shows that are running in the same time concurrently, especially that are so close to each other in terms of their theme and narrative. So it'll be interesting to see if they do intend to keep like, Hey, book of Boba Fett, like after book, then like, he's going to be just separate from Mando. Like he's not really going to fuck with Mando too much. Mando has his own thing yeah. with, you know, the so, Mando, so like the dark saber, all that. And then he just stays out of it. So kind of what they pitched us last year, we're, we're going to have all these spinoffs. They'll have that their converge. own deal, but then they'll ultimately for like a, an infinity war end game event, they will come. Okay. So yeah, yeah, you're thinking if they keep Boba going, he'll stick the Boba. You might get a, an occasional like, Hey, Hey Din, how you doing buddy? Or, you know, yeah. Fennec might be like, Oh, you hear what the fucking Mandos are doing over on Mandalore these days? We probably shouldn't fuck with them right now. And then the yeah. big event will come where they off. Okay. All right. I can get, I, I can think get that's probably that. the route they're going to take. Um, because now they're like the, the two characters are going in. So yeah, the, 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 the directions close. are so different. Right. It's it's, like, you know, like, like one guy <laughs> you have to imagine is going to have a hole in his heart because of losing his ward. Yep. But he also has this conundrum of owning the dark saber, and the 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 heiress isn't quite thrilled that he won it in combat, and now he technically is the champion <laughs> is of the it. Leader, yes. The, uh, the but champion we, we still have all this other stuff that happened to Mandalore that we've only heard tidbits about from Gideon as he's talking shit. And it, and I really do think the Mando is going to, from some of the leaks we've heard is morphing more into yes this is a show about the mandalorians their plight and hopefully their their victory against the remnant so yeah i mean there you, you really wouldn't expect bo to be like oh hold on i gotta take a break from trying to uh conquer all these former job you know job of the the uh, job uh, jesus christ job of, I'm all over the place. <laughs> job of the fed job of the hud associates so i can go help out my my boy din one more time yeah all yeah. right Okay. All right. Well, good stuff here. We're what? Almost a week away. I know. Yeah, we're getting close. And I still have we're not, I, I just, I can't, and I think it's going to be a, a, a game time decision if we do anything next week or not. It's definitely not going to be on Tuesday. If we do do anything next week, it would be on Wednesday. It, it just, I don't know. I'm going to have to see how I feel. I'm going to have to see how the episode shakes out and, and what's going on with the rest of the schedule here at House Haywood. 
Um, but if it's if some crazy shit goes down and my narcissism can't be contained, there's a good chance at least one of us will be um, firing up the camera and shit to go blah, 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 Boba Fett, oh! <laughs> for like an yeah. hour or so. <laughs> I just don't know. It's like I know Nick's got to work. I, I just and I don't think I want to sit around till two o'clock waiting. But I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, you just don't know. It could be a day where. Everyone around the house is doing nothing and I'm looking for something to do, or I could just want to play Halo Infinite all day. You just yeah. you don't know. You don't know. We'll, hey, we'll, you know. we'll end this episode on a happy 2021, just in case that <laughs> we don't do one for, for yeah. next week. You just we'll don't know. I mean, at least I think if we had thousands and thousands of listeners that truly were hinging on what we were going to say about it, I, I probably would, would make an attempt, but let's be real. I mean, yeah. we'll be leaving like 200 people out in the cold for a week, so it's not that big <laughs> of a deal. Uh, all right. More Boba Fett. More Boba Fett. Don't worry, More people. Boba. It's Boba Fett all the time here at the SWTS. We, we did get a new teaser, and it's really at this point, knowing that we're only seeing the opening minutes of the first episode, how much more can they actually show off? Uh, we did get... A couple interesting slides in this authority one. I mean, not not that the uh, Trandoshans are anything special. I just said not Bosk, just so everyone knows. Um, you know what, Chaos? I believe this goes back to, sorry, I'm dressing a live stream here. He's asking me, dude, you play Halo, but you're always offline. I know at one point last year, I set myself to offline in the app on my phone, and I'm assuming that has just permanently kept me offline, even though I log into the console. So if I think about it, I'll try to take myself off, but yeah, I, I mean, come on, we're old guys. We play offline. It's just, it is what it is. There's also sometimes when I do get my, my hour to the game, I just want to like kind of be in my own yeah, headspace. Not be you know I mean? annoyed. Not but be I do, bothering. I do want to, I do want to check in with my boy PK. Love that guy. Cause chaos, I believe there is a new update to Outriders that I'm sure you've, you've beaten a thousand times and gotten all the achievements, but I know Outriders put out. I believe a little bit of an expansion, so might have to dip into that. Uh, but here we go. Uh, th th we we got further confirmation from Orange Twilight guy here that the Athorian is definitely called the mayor. Uh, he he says something like, "What does he say?" He, he says, "Oh, the mayor's. I bear the mayor's heartfelt welcome." It's yeah, like, it's a very okay. uh, magnanimous kind of opening not but, anything yeah, I'm, that's I'm, I'm almost positive now i know last week or one of these breakdowns i was like well maybe this guy gets dumped down the rancor pit that, that's a no at this point yeah yeah uh, it seems I, like when, he walks away yeah when, when he said keep an eye on him yeah <laughs> so exactly. he's definitely not in the pit <laughs> so you know you can't get them all right yeah this other one i i grabbed a, a somewhat unblurred shot but i think this is going to be a key character and one that nick and i talked about maybe even a year year ago if not more Nick, do you remember the story about, I think it was a Jordan Bolger and like a Sophia something mm -hmm, that were yeah. rumored to be attached to the Mandalorian. And then another report came out like, no, they actually screwed up the timelines. These two are going to be in the book of Boba Fett as like these gang members, like SCAD and RAD. Like that was their code names yeah. or something like that. I'm pretty damn sure I didn't break out my pixelator, but I'm pretty damn sure the dude on the swoop bike and, and the girl that you can see with this gang that's chasing the speeder in the town. I'm pretty positive that's going to be Jordan Bulger and the actress playing these gang members. And if you're on the live yeah. stream, I have the still up right now. Uh, like that I said, is it, a, a good guess because that looks almost exactly like Jordan Bulger Bulger. Yeah. Uh, just purely based off of like pictures on Google and his Instagram feed. 
Right. So, yeah. I mean, th- this could potentially be a, I don't know, Nick, I, I don't think it's Jizz's gang <laughs> that, that Tone <laughs> sent me that, that, that I think they're in Shadow of the Empire or something. But I'm thinking like th- these could be kind of upstart ne'er-do-wells, you know, like uh, teen, young 20s that fuck with shit. Yeah. And I, I think these could be Boba some of Boba's. Recruits? Yes. Thank you. Yes. I, I yes. couldn't get it out. My brain's stupid. I'm glad you came in there and, and kind of kicked it. You know how sometimes you got to kick your lawnmower or, yes. or, or kick your snowblower. Nick just kick the brain. kicked me in the head and got it out. But yeah, <laughs> I, I'm starting to think like these, these people, they may lightly fuck with them, but then realize that like, you know what? We're trying to make our name for ourselves on the mean streets of this Tatooine city, just being jerk offs, chasing people on on our on our swoop bikes and almost running over protocol droids. Let's get in line with this guy in Fennec who seemed to be wanting to take over a full cartel. Yeah, yeah. that's my guess on these two. I think that's a good call. I mean, there was a lot of speculation that Bulger Bulger was going to play. Uh, young Boba and flashbacks. That was, I mean, like I kind of guessed that when when they first announced him for something. But as time went on, yeah, I think we we strayed away from that possibility. And it's way more likely that they are just regular, like new recruits to the fucking Fett Syndicate or whatever yeah, he's gonna call. I, it. I could <laughs> see that. Like they're, they're kind of become like his new lieutenants or. It's you know what I mean. You know, they're kind of young, dumb, and they're they're looking for their their in somewhere. Boba's gonna they're, be their in. Trying to make their bones. Yeah, like know? that that like, shithead that, that was hired to kill Fennec. Like like one of those types. You remember how he was so caught up and like, I need to make a name for myself. Mando, everyone loves you. you know, you're a legend. Right? So yeah. I, I can kind of see these uh, two being the same type. Not bounty hunters, but shitheads. Wanting yeah. to be bigger shitheads. <laughs> All right. Uh, we also got a full clip. I mean, they're, they're, they're not wasting any type of promotion here, Nick. We've had the, the main trailer and then nothing but teasers since. We're definitely not going to get a full trailer at this point. Why, really? We know it's only the first few minutes of the first episode anyway, so the little 30-second spots are good. But we did get a full clip, and the, uh, the clip covered the scene we have seen of Boba and Fennec walking through these city streets got their helmets off. I believe they're en route to the meeting with the mayor. You know, it's kind of chill. They only have, you know, one or two Gamorrean guards there with them. But we did get to hear a little more of their conversation. And essentially, Bob is like, uh, he, he starts talking about covering Jabba's empire to lock up his former vassals. And that's when Fennec's like, we, you know what, dude? I mean, Jabba used to just sit back and let his lieutenants handle it. She's like, I can handle it for you, man. I got this. And that's where he's like, you know, Jabba rolled with fair. I want to rule with respect. And she goes, in my opinion, sometimes it's better to rule with, you know, that type of, so that was that whole, we, we finally got that whole scene to play out where he's kind of laying down the type of boss he wants to be where Fennec is still kind of like, listen, bro, like you sure you want to do this? Cause I can, I can go rough all these cocksuckers up for you. You don't have to come out here and try to yeah. play patty cake with them. I mean, it's kind of like if you remember like Godfather 2, end of Godfather 1, when like Michael took over the family in, you know, based in large part from Vito. And that's kind of like Vito was kind of like Jabba because he was older, you know, like he, he needed to have his lieutenants go out and get stuff done. He rarely ever, you know, left his house. And then when he did, he gets fucking shot up at the at the market. 
And then when Michael comes in, he's like, all right, well, I'm changing up how shit's going to get run and I'm going to be way more involved than my father was. You know, like Michael goes out and does the hit on the guy who, you know, almost killed his father. And then he does like a bunch of, you know, sets up the hit on the other families from the Godfather. Like he does all that himself. And it feels like that's what that that's what Bob is doing now. You know, he's taking over this syndicate, like the bones of the syndicate from uh, what was Jabba the Hutt and for a little while was Bib Fortuna. And he's like, look, this shit was run kind of shoddily before and people were just doing whatever they wanted to do. Now there's going to be a little bit more of a, a, of a hand in, in, in play here from, from me. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that you all know what? plays out. Tone just might've given me an epiphany here. If you notice how he's holding his helmet, Someone commented like, oh, he's holding it wrong. I'm like, what, what the fuck are you talking about? Oh, yeah, they, they, they do spill credits. In okay, so I'm starting to think, Nick, now that the big battle with the Maroon goons may take place before the conversation with the mayor. Like, I'm Because in one of these, I don't know if it was the, the trailer we just broke down, he is seen walking away from the mayor where before we thought like a shootout goes down. So I'm now starting to think like maybe en route to the mayor, they get into some fisticuffs with the maroon goons and that's why the helmet tumbles over and credits spill out. No? Yay? Yeah. Yeah, I, I can definitely see that. And then the maroon goons, I mean, we assume that they're linked to the... To um, Dawn. Well, we, we thought the mayor, but yeah, now if but you think about it's... it, like if, if you look at who we thought were the mayor's guards, they had much different... Attire. upper torso like armor shit right like it like yeah. it, it kind of had like that thing that you know the the cowboy collar from football on the back of their yeah whatever the hell back they're wearing yeah so yeah maybe it's like en route to talk with the mayor one of these other syndicates of the maroon goon is it crimson dawn uh just try to take him out right there and then he ends up having the meeting with the with the mayor but it is, a, it, is a, it is curious that he's walking around with credits in his helmet. You think maybe he's going there to pay off the mayor and then the, you know, the gang kind of comes in and fucks with him. Yeah. I mean, that's what's weird too. It's like you always in star Wars, you always hear credits as the main currency and people talking about credits and exchanging credits. But like, I don't think you've actually ever seen anybody exchange credits. Like, it's always done digitally. Like they, yeah. oh, I transferred credits to your data pad, or I transferred credits. The only time we've seen a physical exchange of currency in Star Wars recently was in Mando when he gets like that, like the Quarren money. Like yeah, those, and like those white Solo discs. with like all the the chips and shit with, they used in yeah. Sabacc. So yeah, that was now, it. Tones, so, I actually Tones is asking why is he carrying credits? I I mean it could be a kind of a goodwill gesture to, towards the mayor. Like, hey, yeah, I took over for Jabba. I'm not Jabba. I'm, tr- I'm here to rule with respect. Here's a, here's a, a, a VIG. You know what I mean? Like, here's, yeah. here's my, my monthly I'm payment. Gre- yeah, grease you a little bit just to start the, <laughs> you know, start the, uh, yeah, exactly. what you call it, off good. The, you know, the I'll relationship scratch your back good. if you scratch mine, one of those deals. That, that's, that's what I'm thinking. But I, I'm starting to think that they may get ambushed now prior to, what we thought was going to be a little bit of a skirmish with the mayor's forces. Who the fuck knows? Seven more days, right? Yep. Seven Uh, more days. All right. So we're going to put the book of Boba Fett to bed. All right. That is like one of the last main things to cover. It's really at this point, it's just, 
the 29th. That's what we're at. We just got to get to the 29th. I'm sure there's going to be some new spots leading into the weekend. I know, I think uh, uh, these days, since college isn't playing, you get NFL Saturday and Sunday, which is prime time to dump trailers and other things to get people to consume and buy and spend. Keep the corporate machine going. Buy, spend, buy, spend, repeat, go, go, do your job, buy shit. All right. <laughs> hey, I'm off for the next three weeks, so uh, I'm, I'm a little goofy today. I, I've, I've actually eaten some real food. It's not a diet day. I don't know if I'm going to drink, although I'm starting to think I might at least have a sniff of bourbon tonight. You know, why not nice. throw on another? We've, we've committed to watching at least one Christmas movie a day. Uh, yesterday we we watched i i think the christmas chronicles on netflix is fantastic i i'm glad I'm, they did that and i am not a uh uh a consumer of christmas media no. i i don't enjoy it i don't enjoy christmas movies i don't like christmas music <laughs> like it's you want to know it's funny is this is the Nick only me today like when have you ever heard this kid be this negative about something and he's negative about christmas i love it you learn something well, new every day <laughs> not negative but it's just like I, I never got into it. And like my family was never like a family that like, oh, when Thanksgiving's over, like we start playing Christmas music. Like we never did that. Right. And we never did like sit like even on Christmas Eve, like on Christmas Eve, we wouldn't even put on Christmas movies when like the whole family was there. We would like watch sports or something like that. You're a like Krampus there was always family, huh? <laughs> apparently so. But uh, the only Christmas movie that Taylor and I have watched, and if it was up to her, we would watch Christmas stuff all the time was uh, the Harold and Kumar Christmas special. Oh, great. Good job, Nick. Because <laughs> <laughs> we were just like on Netflix and we we're like, what's a funny movie that we haven't seen that's like kind of off the wall? And like we had seen the other two Harold and Kumar movies, like the, the White Castle. Hey, well, well, and then speaking the of those guys, Day. Neil Patrick Harris is in a, in a, I love it. It's called 8-Bit Christmas, I think. It's on HBO Max. It's a new one. Okay. It's about him when he was a kid in the 80s wanting a Nintendo. So anyone from my generation, the movie's going to resonate with you. It's fantastic because they, they do like parodies of the one kid that got it and the shit. People would have to like come and give them donations to come play games and then waiting turn to play Nintendo. I, I It just, it completely took me <laughs> back to the 80s. So that that's a good one. Uh, like I said, the, the Christmas Chronicle films on Netflix are good. Jingle Jangle, which is like a, um, it, it's, you know, it's it's black people. It, very good as well. Um, they, they put it in their Representation Matters collection, Nick. So that's where you can find that one. Uh, no, nah, we, we we get into that shit. I, I've, I've even, I've forced a little kid <laughs> to watch The Princess Switch. Cause I'm like, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm a sucker for like rom-com shit, especially set around Christmas stuff. I may not look like it, but I just, I love that. Those types of stories where, you, you know, you know, boy meets girl, girl meets boy. The, the, something happens, but then they get back together at the end and everyone's happy. So I can't wait to watch the princess switch two. And I've heard that three released this year. So I'm getting super excited for that. But that <laughs> now that does strike me that you're not into this shit. Christmas is like the one holiday I actually care about, get excited for and completely I just um, dive in. I don't do anything. Like I don't get up. For any holiday, honestly, like I'm not like a holiday person, like because like the thing is, like I'm a great like I I love giving gifts. I give like gifts. I was gonna for say Christmas it sounds like all, all you got stuff. is socks like, and underwear from Santa Claus no, when you were little. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, fuck this shit. 
No, we, we do the, like we do the whole gift exchange. We have the Christmas. This was our first year having a Christmas tree in the house. Um, actually the first year since I moved to Austin that I've had a Christmas tree. I mean, so like we do all that, but it's just like, I, I mean like Christmas movies are all the same. They're all kind of the same, you know, like I like jingle all the way because it was probably the most different Christmas movie that I had seen. At Is that the time. with Arnold? Yeah, that's the one with oh, yeah. Arnold. We've like everybody's that. fighting to try to get this yep, toy and shit that like one. that. That one's been watched this and year. And then the okay, so we we also watched Home Alone. Uh, there you go. The Home Alone uh, movie. I watched so, like, the new Home Alone, and it's not they actually change it up enough. I was like, you know what, fuck it, it's not that bad. That's what I was gonna say. Is like I I know that like after two it changed from Macaulay Culkin, and I never watched any of those after that. No, I didn't. I didn't watch the third one. I'm talking about they made a brand new one for Disney Plus that released like okay. last month. It, it's it's a different take, but kind of the same concept. It's not terrible, gotcha. but yeah, it is. There, Devin's with me. He's he's a princess switcher. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm more into like the 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 gifting part of of Christmas <laughs> than like all of the media that surrounds it because I just, there's so much, and it's just it's just hard to deal with. Like that one, like I can't stay in that Mariah Carey song. Like it drives. Yeah, me no, I don't. Insane. I like my Christmas music listening is either like the classics with Nat King Cole and and Bing Crosby and those those people, or Mannheim Steamroller, like the kind of the synth stuff. Yeah. Um. I, this is so. Oh, Devin, our boy, Super Scoundrel, is releasing Turbo Man merch with Arnold this month. So there you go. Oh my god! For all you God, jingle dude, all the way, okay. motherfuckers out there, it sounds like <laughs> Devin just made another sale to Young Nick right here. Getting some he, more he, Devin created clothing. <laughs> he might get a sale from me with that with the Turbo Man. I just I just want to no, know I mean, if Devin is a- watching because there's also I believe there's the Prince Switch too. <laughs> I want to know oh, if he's god. watching that shit. Or Devin, how about this one? Um, it's like a night for Christmas, but it's a it's a night that gets like transported to the future and, fall, <laughs> and falls in love during the holidays to Vanessa Hudgens, who also plays the princess in the Princess Switch. I mean, come on, let's go. <laughs> okay, yeah. So um, oh, we've also gone back and started some Harry Potters too. Getting a lot of movies in. Yeah. During the break here, I can feel it. And I have curiously gone back and started binge watching the Fast and Furious franchise for some reason. Like so much so, dude, over the weekend, like some nights I'm old. And if I have a a drink or two and and some of my other snoochie boochies, it's over. Like just just take me to bed. But I I still like, no, I'm going to watch this movie. I think I watched Fast and Furious 4 three times this week because wow i i would start it fall asleep and be like fuck it i i just i feel the need that i have to watch it consciously but started it <laughs> fell asleep started it fell asleep and then finally finished it last night and then went right into fast five and watched that whole thing so i don't know i'm, I'm hooked on some stupid shit uh-huh. I did a I did a binge of that a while ago. We just started watching The Expanse because we finished Ooh, watching a couple of call. our shows. Ha, now yeah. have have you have you had seen any seasons or you're going? I saw you, season one and oh, I nice. saw part of season two. So you've so, got yeah, I, what, I had five two. full seasons now to to go through. Yeah. So so we started it from from episode one because Taylor had never seen it. So, I thought she might be into it because she does like kind of dystopian Uh-oh. future society this stuff is going to the she hated it and i'm watching it by myself no she no she really enjoyed it she she did like it so we're we're in on expanse we're gonna we're gonna ride that all the way through for the five seasons and then um after that i don't know we'll we'll, we'll see what our next show 
will be. Well, I know that. The Witcher, we got Witcher Season 2 dropped Friday, so I, I need yeah, to so schedule I'm, that in. Heather and yep, I, we're I'm finally going through True Detective Season 3, and my God, is that just, what a show. What a yeah. show. I mean, just just great acting, writing. All right, we're, it's like we're back to the first segment. Let's let's get back the, the on first track. Yeah, okay, we still have some <laughs> Star Wars. The two, <laughs> two, <laughs> two little pieces of Star Wars news left for this show because obviously there's not going to be a ton of Star Wars news dropping outside of Book of Boba Fett since that releases in a week. Um, so we do have a, a couple other things before we get to the end of the show. So, hey, you know what? Before we get into this one, I think this is a perfect time for a word from our sponsor. You know what I mean? So let's get those walnuts mm. up there. Let's get the manscaped words up there. There we go. Look at that. The perfect package for his perfect package. You know what we're talking about, people. That's manscaped. It's Star Wars time show. It's getting those balls cleaned up and smelling great. Okay. Uh, let me clear my throat for this. All right. Hey, fellas, this episode of the Star Wars Time Show is brought to you by our favorite producers of Ball Trimmers Manscaped. The global leaders in below-the-waist grooming are leaving 2021 with new product. Clean yourself into the new year with their ultra-premium body wash. Also, special offer alert. Use the code SWTS for 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com. Four million men already trust Manscaped. Time to join them. I actually believe since we started doing this, two more million men have started to trust Manscaped. So yeah. what do you think about that? All right. It's all us. All right, Nick. So, <laughs> you know, what was one of the highlights of 2021 for you? And what are you looking forward to in 2022 with your below the waist care? I mean, it's just become like before it was it was very like, like, what do I do? What do I put down there? What makes it, <laughs> what, you know? Like there was no routine and now I have a full routine. I feel fresh and then bingo, bango. That makes every, every day that I start off with Manscaped a fresh day. So Damn straight. So 2022 is on its way. And the last thing you want is to be the guy with pubes getting in your way of making this year your best yet. 2021 sucked, and that's why Manscaped is making a splash and upping your grooming game. Their signature Lawnmower 4.0 is here to take down every pube in its path. Manscaped has engineered the ultimate groin and body trimmer by focusing on intelligent functionality and an incredibly comfortable grooming experience. Their fourth-gen trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe tech. It's even waterproof! This tool is amazing, and I'm confident using the 4.0 to leave 2021 and my gross pubes with it. You know what else I'm confident about? Smelling like a million bucks and a mang. You may be asking how, and I'm happy you did. I used, as Nick just said, the Manscaped Refined Cologne with the same signature scent that is in all Manscaped formulas. A great compliment to your collection. So let's talk about being clean, feeling, and smelling good. The new Ultra Premium Body Wash for Manscaped solves all three for the perfect addition to your daily grooming routine. But in the shower, I shower every day, and I hope you do too. This body wash is infused with aloe vera and sea salt to keep your skin feeling clean, nice, and moisturized. With Manscaped, you'll be a brand new man and ready to kick all the gross hair and smells out with 2021. So use the code SWTS 
for 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com. I'm all in on confidence and smelling good this new year. So join me with Manscaped. All right. So don't forget, get 20% off plus free shipping with the code SWTS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Just use the code SWTS. Happy New Year to your balls. All right, friends, we would appreciate if you use the code. I think we're coming up on the end of our, our term here. You never know what, what the new year may bring. But if you've got some needs, if you want to smell better, if you want to groom better, SWTS over at manscaped.com. We'll love you for it. Cologne's right. a great gift, too, if you are looking for a gift. Yeah, you were, you were saying that last week. I need to get in on that. I, need to, I might do, a, do an order today because the old uh, ball lotion is getting light. Running low. As they like <laughs> to say. Yes, yes. So that's it. Manscaped, SWTS. All right, Nick, as you were saying, we have a, a non-book of Boba Fett story, believe it or not. We do talk about other things, Star Wars. Um, <laughs> this what, is what about people. What's Station Eleven here? I don't. They're talking about other good shows. I think Station Eleven. Somebody said Peaky Blinders is good. I'm not. Sh- I've never heard of Station Eleven. Me neither. So. But we it, both Devin and uh, SW Props, who are, are they're also admitting that they are fans of rom coms. I, I can I can feel that. Station Eleven. So it is a TV miniseries. Okay. Post-apocalyptic saga spanning multiple oh, timelines, like telling that. the stories of survivors of a devastating flu as they attempt to rebuild and oh reimagine God. a world while holding on to the best of what has been lost. So it's like um, what our real life is going to be yeah, in like 10 I think years. It's on, <laughs> I think it's on Showtime. Uh, um, no, no, no. Wait, what? Uh, HBO Max. Never mind. Not Showtime. No shit. I'll have to look yeah, into HBO it. Max. Yeah, I've I've heard great things about Peaky Blinders. I might I, I know I started the first season, never finished it, so I might have to go back and revisit that. Uh, yeah. It's just it's just too much shit, man. It's, it's, this is one year I fa- I finally felt like towards the end of the year I could actually focus and I got through some shows, <laughs> but now it's just like blah 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 blah. You know, it's like oh, Witcher's back, Wheel of Time's wrapping up. You're gonna have Foundation season two, Book of Boba Fett's coming, Kenobi's coming. It's like fuck. There's a, yeah, I know. <laughs> Next year is going to be wild, but I'm All right, hoping well, that I'll add Station Eleven to the to my list at least. Even though, does anyone else feel like their lists in all these apps are essentially like black holes? Oh, I mean, do I you curate I, like your Netflix list or anything like? I mean, I I, I scroll through it and I'm like, Jesus! All I do is just add more shit to it that I'm never going to watch. It just is like yeah. it's never ending. I think the list functionality has fallen out of use for me. Got it's you. it's it's either too backlogged on Netflix or like on HBO. Yeah. Like I it's just there's just too the much. The other thing, to I'll tell you what, and this is like if you're a UI designer out there, don't do this. But whoever designed the Netflix app, at least on Apple TV, when you scroll through your list, like you you can't do a a 360 scroll, meaning if you're if you're trying to go back and see the last title you just scrolled past. You can't fucking see it. Like if you start at the front, you're very, your most recent my list, Nick, and you're scrolling through it all, and you get yep. to the end and you loop back to the front. You can't just do a simple scroll back to go back to go the back. end of the list. You have to go through the whole fucking thing again. Oh wow, like, yeah, that's it's not, like that's not. Fuck you, asshole. I mean, how, when you're a programmer, <laughs> how do you sit there and go, oh yeah, this is a good idea? 
<laughs> yeah. I'm the, uh, these jerk offs that have 80 titles in their my list, I'm going to make them scroll all the way this way. And then if they're like, oh shit, that one at the end, I want to go check back. Nope. If you make it back to start, I'm going to make you go all the way around and pass go again and not give you $200. So eat it. Motherfucker. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to cancel my Netflix, blackout Netflix, hashtag it. Let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> but anyway, so what we got? We got an Ahsoka story here, right? On uh, we the the, the uh, actress we talked about. I think Nick Nick uh, threw that up a week Last or two week. ago. Ivana Sachno, or however yep. you pronounce her name. But we got some some details, eh? Yes, we do. So this is from Illuminati, and they say that they have some details on her character. So this is their description: a formidable mercenary who must now decide between two paths. Astrid, so that's her name, neither follow the path of her unit or take hold of her own aspiration in service of her own glory. So it seems like mercenary, you know, probably could be working for uh, some syndicate, like a syndicate, you know, whether it be one of the crime syndicates or maybe she is like a, a mercenary for the Imperial Remnant at the yeah. time. Mm-hmm. Um, or she's just <clears throat> like, out there kind of doing her own thing off the grid. And then she's probably going to run into Ahsoka. I would assume at some point, if she's going to be one of the lead characters of the show and then uh, be stuck between, you know, do I go back to doing what I was or do I try to push forward and and maybe work with this person a little bit? Um, So it's not a lot in terms of the description Uh, at, you know, the, the, the last part of this description uh, or take hold of her own aspiration in service of her own glory almost makes it seem like is she gonna like go rogue from whatever mission she was on um and then either you know try to hunt down and kill ahsoka on her own yeah or I, you know something like that this is i mean it, it, i i took a few stabs at it in the article on starwarstime.net we'd all love for you to go over there oh by the way for you ratings and reviewers Spotify just added ratings and reviews. Review. So if you're listening on Spotify, please, please, please rate, review, rate, review. I, I know that we do have a decent following on Spotify. I don't, I didn't see our rap this year to see if we I did. It, it's not bad. I think, I think we have like 30 or 40 dedicated Spotifiers. Well, there you uh, go. For our, the 30 or 40 of you. Rate our heaviest platform is probably YouTube at this point, sadly. And then iTunes and then Spotify. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just ratings and reviews. It, it's, it's all that matters. They, they even like in the email, they're like, oh, we finally added re- ratings and reviews to Spotify because we know it allows uh, listeners to take better control of what they want to listen to. And they're not fucking around. Like I've been telling you, we are all uh, beholden to the AI these days, whether you, you, you want to think it or not. We are. <laughs> like... You have to do certain tricks to get the internet to notice you. And for shows where people might be, hey, a fun Star Wars show or best Star Wars podcast. The only way to get up there on SERPs is if the AI looks at human interaction and says, okay, I think people like these other meat bags. Let's shift some traffic to them over (laughs) and you know so let's do it ratings and reviews if you're new here listening or watching the live stream for the first time please consider subbing to the youtube channel just click down there on those buttons and click the little bell so you will get notifications for new content 
So Nick, this is a stab I'm taking on suppose. I, I don't think Astrid's going to be the the final name. I think that's kind of like a cover yeah, name like for a cover. Uh, like a casting name that they put out there to to do casting calls, but it's not the real name. Either way, I, I think ultimately this character is going to have a crisis of conscience. All right, uh, is she working for the remnant to hunt Ahsoka, and then she has a change of heart when she runs into her? Yeah. That's right. a very um, real possibility. Or, and look, this is where Nick and I sometimes do share a bond through the force. It, it's the dyad isn't as strong as Ray and Ben, but it's there. But I also wrote, or if she bucks her unit to go after Ahsoka herself to claim a new title within the ranks of the nefarious types inhabiting this area of the timeline. So kind of like a clout chaser. And I think that's yeah. what Nick was saying. Like maybe she just you know, based on the, the line here of her own aspiration and service of her own glory, you know, think back to early Han Solo. What did he want? He, he only wanted a name. He wanted people to know who he was. He yep. was someone that would, you know, take hold of his own aspirations and service of his own glory. That's exactly what he did in the Solo movie. So is she pulling one of those moves? So I, I don't know. I think we're teetering on the edge of being correct here, Nick, and that she's probably working for a shady organization, if not the remnant. And she's probably tasked as a merc to to find Ahsoka to prevent her from either finding Ezra or Thrawn. Yeah. And she either, like we're saying, is like, you know what, fuck this, I'm not a bad person this is wrong. What she's doing is good. I'm going to enlist with her and then forge my own path as a hero. Or like, like Nick said, without knowing I said it, she just goes full on rogue from whatever organization she's been hired from and is now trying to take all the cake for herself to get that clout so she can get sponsored on Instagram and TikTok. (laughs) Now, I mean, if there's one thing that we know, it's, you know, when you're in the, the, the rank and file of the Empire, or the Imperial Remnant or First Order or any of these like galactic wide evil organizations, like you get you get lost in the shuffle pretty quickly. So if she was working for the Remnant, then I could see why that that desire to kind of strike out on your own and like make a name for yourself outside of just yeah. like, oh, yeah. But- I'm a I'm an imperial grunt. I do the dirty work for the empire. The, 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 the only thing there, Nick, is they classify her as a merc. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking if she's working for the remnant, it, it's through a a contract versus Probably. Her, her being in the ranks. If, if she true, if this is real, by the way, I mean, yeah, I know. I think the Illuminati yeah. is hit on one or two other castings. So I'm not saying they're complete poo flingers, but it is what it is. Um, so she is a merc. I, I would look at her more like someone, uh, like a Fennec that we know worked with the Empire as an assassin type, versus being in in a in like a remnant unit at that station where you know uh, Din and, and Mayfeld showed up. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, think I so. Know, it's, I think it's it's. I, it's do you think to, she's going to be kind of like an antagonist? Or do you think ultimately pro? I think she's going to probably play in the gray when we first meet her. Like, I think she's going to start bad and then anti-hero to start. Yeah. Maybe hero to end something like that somewhere. Yeah. Something like that. I think she's, she's definitely young enough to play like a, what is it? Like a misguided youth type of character where like, she's just a kid and like, or she's like young enough to where like, Oh man, like 
this is how I'm going to get, I'm making money. Like all I got to do is do what the, you know, the Imperial remnant wants me to do. I get some money. I get some, some, uh, credit to my name. But then after that, she starts to realize that maybe working with the remnant is not the best for her, for her future. Um, and decides to kind of take it out on her own. Maybe she runs into Ahsoka and Ahsoka realizes that, that she has force potential. And then a, a, That's, a, a bond yeah. potentially forms from there that, that snaps her out of her, her nonsense. And there, That's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah. That's why I'm, I'm digging this, this, this unknown character. I, I like this. I mean, obviously, we're going to enjoy seeing the Sabines and the Anakins and the Ahsokas and all that shit. But this is good. This is why yeah. Mando Universe is good for us because it allows them to inject these new characters like a Mayfeld or, you know, I know a lot of people like Kara stuff like that. And it was, it was just quoted in the, in the Robert article by Filoni where he's like, listen, these new shows are introducing new characters, but because of our history and our ability to bring in classic characters, we can have them all working together and everything explains itself in the end. And it just widens the, the arc of this star Wars narrative. Uh, so I, I I dig it. I, I do think ultimately she's probably going to come around to Ahsoka's way of life. And maybe she's not hunting Ahsoka. Maybe she's hunting Ezra. Maybe she's hunting Sabine. And that's how Ahsoka and Sabine and Ezra get reunited. Who knows? There's, there's too many unknowns at this point. But yeah, if anything, I'm I'm digging that that this this girl got this chance and she is playing a seemingly unknown character that is ultimately going to turn into a main character. Yeah, yeah. I, I I like the route that they're taking uh so far. And what's interesting is like we've never had like an Eastern European character cast in Star Wars, at least to well, not character, Eastern European person cast what in about Star Wars before. Mads, does he count? Yeah, yeah. That actually I, I mean his name sounds very, you know, like who are he who are she? Yeah, know, go to make so some Mads, pancakes. So Mads was born in Copenhagen. There you and go. Then um, Ivana was born in Ukraine. Oh, you're, you're talking um, like Eastern Bloc, like yeah, like Eastern, like Eastern Bloc. USSR, like the, like yeah. the, the commies, it, yeah, exactly. Because like usually, like if you follow castings for Star Wars, you can usually pin down like who's good and who's bad based off of like their <laughs> their like personal history in their background. Because like for the most part, like people who are British or like who have very striking like white British features are usually bad guys. And then people who are either American or are using American accents usually play the good guys. Why is that? Like, <laughs> it's because Hollywood's <laughs> over here, motherfuckers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, we get to set the so narrative. Most of the time when I look at castings, I'm like, okay, where are <laughs> they from? And that'll kind of give me a little bit of a hint to where like at least where their character origin yeah, is started. Yeah. You know, like so that's get, that's given that us used a lesson to be what on tokenization do. of of cultures in pop culture. That's He's not wrong. That's though. how it happens. He's like, that's well, if there's happens. an Asian person, they're probably good at computers or math, right? I mean, you know. I uh, mean, <laughs> as unfortunate as that is, and that's why like Ivan is kind of a curveball because she is. I think she is like the first actress from the Eastern Bloc, like you said, from like Russia, Ukraine, uh, you know. Chechnya, like that area, like all of that over there that's ever been cast in Star Wars. So like she well, does. You're, have like you're a, on the sum because I believe in the Spy Who Dumped Me, she plays the bad guy, like like the villain, yeah. the, the villainess. So you're not wrong. You're not wrong. But 
I don't know. I, I almost I feel like I need to go rewatch uh Pacific Rim Uprising, which isn't that bad I've, of a movie. It's, I've it's, only it's, seen it's Uprising decent. once. Yeah. And there's not bad. I, I don't remember it all that much. I do have I should watch it again. I mean, uh Boyega was good in it. That's from what I can remember. Yeah, no, he uh, is. He is. I, I really the whole I, I didn't find anyone in the cast was like, oh, you suck. Because I think what's his name? I think Eastwood's in it. Eastwood's kid. Yeah. Yes, Clint Eastwood's kid is in it. Um, Scott, Scott Eastwood. There you go. There it is. No, no nepotism there at all. <laughs> None at all. None there's at no, all. There's but... barely any nepotism in Hollywood. What are you talking about? Yeah. Come on. All right. Well, <laughs> I, I'm. Uh, you know, we're here for you. That's why StarWarsTime.net exists and its vehicle, the Star Wars Time Show. So we'll, we'll be keeping our our ears to the street. And I'll be bloodying my eyes over on Reddit leaks with just blatant plot dumps that are just exposed on the front pages. <laughs> like, come on. Like, I know I'm going to something called Star Wars leaks, but they at least used to put some sort of effort into not giving you like the people. last like, OK, if you really want to see this, hit this button option like the like the, the, the nuke button is missing at this point in time. Yeah, yeah. Um, we do have one more piece, the last piece before we get into our fan segment. It's about another cast actor, uh, this time not in Ahsoka, but in Andor. And, and uh, who we're talking about here is Stellan Skarsgård. The Baron, right? Uh, Didn't he just... The he, Baron Harkonnen, yeah. yes. Right. Um, for those of you who have, you know, been around for a little bit longer, probably in your 30s, um, Stellan Skarsgård has been in a lot of stuff. A lot of really, really good stuff, too. Um, specifically like my first memory of Stellan Skarsgård goes back to, uh, Goodwill Hunting in 97. And like, that was the first time that I had seen him in anything. And he was absolutely excellent in that. Um, obviously he was in the MCU. If, uh, you, you know, if you follow the yeah. MCU, he was in Thor's. Thor. Uh, yep. Thor and the Avengers one and Ultron, I think. Um, he was in Pirates of the Caribbean. He was bootstrap Bill Turner. So, um, in Pirates two and three, they're just, I, I mean, the scars guards, they're like another Royal family of, of acting excellence. I mean, his, exactly. His brother just did a turn on succession. His other brother is, uh, Pennywise, right? From yes. Bill is Pennywise. Um, Alexander has been around for a long, Alexander, was in he's been in so many HBO shows that it's actually hard to keep up with. Um, he was in Big Little Lies. He was in True Blood. He was in Generation Kill. Um, he's in Succession now, like you said. <laughs> like he's he's a go to for HBO. Yeah. So th this guy's been around, and then Ta Bill, a, a talented like you said. family. You know, yes. it's like I, the Branaghs. It's just Kenneth Branagh, right? I, there's not a, a line of Branaghs, are there? I don't think so. I don't think that there's another. Because we just watch Harry Potter too, and that's what he plays. What's his name? Gilderoy Lockhart, like that, yes, that douchebag dark dark arts instructor. And he's he also directed like a lot of a four. lot of good movies, <laughs> literally too. Yeah. four. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the first. <laughs> See, so, uh, we're doing like some Kevin Bacon shit here, like six yeah, degrees no. of Kevin Bacon, even though we haven't they're talked all, about Kevin Bacon yet. They're all connected, but um, but yeah. So so um, Stellan Skarsgård's been cast in Andor, and he had a little sit down chat with Green Rant recently, and he talked about what his character. Uh, is like, you know, kind of a, a little surface chat on his character 
and then talking about Tony Gilroy and his writing. So for those of you who don't remember, Tony Gilroy is the guy who came in to Rogue One like at the very you, end. I like how you spin his <laughs> his quote here. Fun to play because he has a lot of different faces. Different faces stuff. Yeah. Go ahead, you tell the people. <laughs> yeah. You share it with the people. So yeah, so so Gilroy is the, the guy who came in and quote unquote saved Rogue One. And now he's the showrunner and writer for Andor. But um, during the interview with, with Screen Rant, Skarsgård... Uh, <laughs> had one choice quote about his character. He said he was like, Matt was saying he's fun to play because he has a lot of different faces to show. Um, and the way that I put it in the article is usually when somebody says that about a character outside of star Wars, that usually means that like the character's complex has many different interesting facets or deep or yeah, deep, a deep character. (laughs) Star Wars could literally mean that the character does have many actual faces. (laughs) Like he could be a shapeshifter. He could be any number of different things he, uh, uh, that, that could take on different forms. But this was the quote from, from Stellan uh, from his interview with Screener. He says, the writing is really good. It's the same writer that did Rogue One, uh, Tony Gilroy, and also to work with Diego Luna, who's an old friend. So I was excited by that. And then my character is dot, dot, dot. Well, you'll see. It's fun to play because he has a lot of different faces. So not too much there. But what's interesting to me is that he basically opened the quote with like, this is the guy who did Rogue One and this is why it's going to be good. Yeah. Um, did you ever, I mean, like we've known for a while that Gilroy was taking on Andor, but did you ever think that after his, you know, his quotes post Rogue One that he would be involved in Star Wars again? Like, I think for both of us, we, we kind of thought that Gilroy was like a, a one and dunner because he was very it's just an arrogant star he was an wars. arrogant shithead i mean his yeah. quotes were like star wars is fucking whack until i came and and made it better that's yeah. not exactly what he said all right i'm definitely taking some liberties here <laughs> but that was the tone of it like listen i wouldn't touch star wars with a 10-foot pole they needed me i came in like jesus fixed it be healed eat a dick yeah is more or less what he said but you know, from what we've read about Rogue One and and what Gareth was going through, and I even believe some of the guys we've had on the show that worked on Rogue One kind of were like, yeah, was, you know, Tony did kind of come in and <laughs> and clean shit up and, and got shit moving, and that's where we got the Vader hallway scene. So uh, in the end, dickhead or not, if that's the man responsible for the end of Rogue One and the Vader hallway scene, then I guess he can say whatever the fuck he wants about Star Wars and it's A-OK. So yeah, I uh, guess I'm going to so. have to trust Skarsgård and uh, the, the people at Lucasfilm uh, because he technically did come in and button up Rogue One in a way that probably has made it everyone's favorite Disney Star Wars movie. And there's not a single Star Wars fan on the planet that's not going to tell you that the Vader hallway scene is one of the greatest, if not the greatest scenes in all of Star Wars. Yeah, um, yeah, that's a almost a consensus. Right. <laughs> so, so he might be a, a, a an arrogant motherfucker, but sometimes those people are that way because they are good and they're good at what they do and they back up the shit they talk. So yeah, uh, I don't think Stalin strikes me as someone that would come out and blow smoke up someone's ass to try and get another role. So I'm gonna take him for his word and. You know, maybe that's why this thing's taken so damn long. It's it's very artsy fartsy, and they're really putting <laughs> some care to to everything. Because you know, we at this point we we've seen and heard more about Ahsoka and Kenobi than Rogue One, which finished filming 
months and months ago. I'd, I'd say if not yeah. a half a year ago at this point. Yeah, that's what I kind of put towards the end of this article is that you know between the the talk about Kenobi and, and Ahsoka, you've basically lost all of the Andor chat. And I can understand why. I mean, Ahsoka and Kenobi are based around two of the most loved characters in the entire franchise, while Andor is literally like a prequel to a movie that was fantastic, everybody loves, but like the characters in them were clearly disposable. Like all of the characters in that, in, in those, in that movie died. I mean, all of the, uh, all of the main characters. So it's like, it's hard to attach yourself to a, a whole series based around that universe or based around that little slice of the universe when you know that the main characters get vaporized. Yeah. So I'm very interested to see how the, how the reception is from the fans. Cause I think it's, I think the hardcore fans, especially the fans of rogue one are really going to like this. I'm interested to see if like casuals will watch it because it's not the Mandalorian. It's not Boba Fett. And it's not any other character that they've ever heard of. Like, yeah, it's just, it, dude, it's so, so odd yeah. for, for a person like me to, to think that way though, because like, I'm not fucking around. I, I know I act like a jerk off on the show and I am for the most part, <laughs> but I, I truly, my brain is wired in a way where there's really, I see no wrong in anything Star Wars. Like I am, I am a hundred percent engaged the, the moment it's announced and I will be all the way through it. Uh, even if I don't like it, I still went and saw those prequel movies multiple times a piece in theaters when I wasn't a huge fan of the prequels. So it, it's, it is what it is. I mean, Star Wars truly is a part of me. It's my favorite thing out there. I get up for anything Star Wars. No, we're probably not going to be at Celebration this year. There's, you know, it's this, that, and the other thing. I'm but, not going to be in yeah, the I mean, country. Star Wars is life, so <laughs> I, I'm all about it. I, don't, I mean, Andor could be Diego sitting there waxing poetic for seven episodes, and I'll still tune in for every episode and probably do a stupid video that 20 people watch breaking it down. That's just how I am. Some of it I wish I could break free from, but for the most part, I'm always all in on anything Star Wars, as long as it's on the up and up and not some, you know, like nonsense like fan shit that they're you know jacking the license or, or, or doing stuff with the license that's a little wonky but even there I'll, sometimes i'll check it out and and give it a few minutes but yeah i'm i'm jazzed for anything star wars they could say we're st- we're gonna have a job of the hut series they'd be like all right cool we're gonna have a big fortuna <laughs> series all right cool we're gonna have the max rebo band series i'd be like all right We'll see what you do with it. Maybe they'll hang out with Finger and Dan and play a big fucking concert uh, on Boonta Eve. Who knows? There's so many interesting stories that you can tell around Star Wars. I mean, with established characters, with non-established characters, I think the best best thing that's come out so far that's shown us just how flexible the license is has been Visions because you take, you have seven episodes or, or you have nine episodes where you are seeing stories told about people you've never heard of and you'll likely never hear of again. But it was so engaging that like everybody wanted more of it. Everybody was like, please make the twins into a series or make, yeah. you know, the duel into a series and all these different things. And it just goes to show you that like, you don't even need to have a, a recognizable face right. 
for you, the hardcore fans. You know what like I'm they saying. They will show you, up. You know what yeah. I'm saying. I mean, I, I, whatever. Call me a Kool Aid drinker. That's fine. I am, and and I'm I'm happy for it. Uh, it just is, and it, there's very few things that I drink the Kool Aid on in life. I, I know you all probably think I'm an an apple an apple Kool Aid drinker. It's just it was more a uh, my my complete switch to Apple products was more of a just PTSD reaction to working in corporate IT and pure Windows and Microsoft setups and all the work I used to have to do just to keep that shitty operating system functioning. Uh, and just, you know, when you get older, I don't necessarily care so much that I can get into my rig and add a new chip or add some more RAM or get the new Jeep. I don't fucking care. I just don't care. I don't want to eat up three hours of my day to tinker on my computer. That's just me. That's why I go Apple. Cause I know I'm not going to have to fucking deal with it. So, um, but star Wars Kool-Aid, it's strong. I mean, it is <laughs> strong. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I, there's, you've seen it on this show in the past. Like, if Nick says the wrong thing, sometimes I take it like it's real life. <laughs> and it's like, I am very passionate about this, this galaxy that is far, far away. All right. Um, real quick, Nick, we're doing good on time. There's this, uh, today was a bring home the bounty day and there actually were some decent reveals. Uh, but I, I honestly think even with these decent reveals and by decent, I mean, you're getting a repaint three repaint TVC clone troopers, but they're based on some wild looking armor from star Wars battlefront Two, Nick. So they do look kind of cool. Have you ever seen the, like the clone trooper that's in all black armor with like orange, uh, painted onto him to where he almost looks like it's it's a skeleton. Have you seen that? No, it doesn't sound like it, but they're, they're releasing (laughs) that figure in black series and in TVC. And I'm not going to lie. It does look pretty freaking rad. I mean, it's hard to make a clone trooper look stupid, uh, but I, I, it does look rad, but I, I think this, this is the signal to me that I'm done. I I think (laughs) I'm done with small figures. I really do. Cause I've managed to completely skip the Boba Fett Tython wave, which is Boba Fennec, uh, some other shitheads. I haven't bought a damn thing from Bring Home the Bounty. I just don't care. It's like I think I finally have broke myself free of, oh, they announced the new Black Series wave. Got to get it all. Even though I don't really give a shit about half the figures, I just think I'm going to take pictures of them. But I'm not really. They're just going to sit in their boxes. And then once they're out of their boxes, they're going to sit on a table. And then once they're off the table, they're going to sit in a plastic drawer. And then they'll probably die a slow death in that drawer and never even make it to a (laughs) shelf. So it's like, why? Just stick to the hot toys and maybe even start canceling some of those. I think I am finally, and we're talking an 11-year wave at this point, because I, I consider 2010 is when I got nuts with Funkos, and then the Funko Insanity went right into the Black Series, and now Black Series has gone into hot toys. Uh, but <laughs> I'm not even that jazzed about hot toys right now. I'm just, I'm in a collectible depression, I guess. And so I think are you, that- Are you going to go to the toy- I saw there's like a toy photography con, like the first How about one ever. That? I'm glad you brought that up. I, I, no shit, Nick. When I was knee deep in the toy photography, the one thing I kept thinking like, you know what? I'm never going to be like one of these big viral toy photographers. Yeah. But one thing I think that would be cool and I might be able to make a name for myself is if I somehow organized a toy photographer's con. Yeah. And here we go. Our boy Sir Dork, work more or less, plastic action, black series. Who else is looped in there? Another big name. I'm forgetting. Sorry. 
We love you. We speak your name, but I'm just forgetting. But the, yeah, there's going to be a Toy Photographers Con, I believe, in June in Saratoga, New York. You got to. Are you going to make an appearance? I feel like you have to. I feel like even though our like our show, like Star Wars Time Show, it, it has like a, a, a small following. I do feel like if anything. We, and more specifically, you have have had like a pretty big hey, dude, like. I, I could get I could get some community. people that that you know roll their eyes at this, but I believe we have done. We have dedicated more to the toy photography space than any other fan show podcast out there, and have stuck to it. Other Instagram accounts they they, they tried to do like oh after we did oh hey let's interview toy photographers on a podcast, they've kind of quit. We've kept doing it. We've actually increased our interviews to actual cast members and people that worked in Star Wars for oh, three years now, right? Three fucking years yeah. now. Every day. I don't, I don't think I've missed a single day in three years. We've featured toy photography. Every week, we dedicate sometimes up to 25 to 30 minutes of our show to the toy photography space. So why I might not shoot that much, and I can't really call myself a toy photographer, I think the Star Wars Time Show has been one of the biggest champions of the hobby on the planet. Yeah, I I, I do think so. So I think one of the whales need to invite us, (laughs) if not sign us up as a vendor to be present at the show. Yeah, so this is the, the, here are the, the full crew. It is plastic action, plastic nose rain, action. work more or less. Nose rain, door. I forgot. Uh, Black series, and then Michael Wu. Yeah, Ma- Mitchell Wu photography. Mitchell yeah, Wu. I Mitchell mean, they're 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 the, they're the big dogs. There's there's no doubt about it. Yes. Um, but I don't know. There's there's part of me is like, you know what? At one point in time, I wanted to host the toy photography. <laughs> this learning online, learning journeys. They got there first. Good for them. You know, that's what you get when you sit on your thumb and rotate. Nothing. You just get a sore <laughs> asshole. You don't get to be the champion of the toy photography con. But there, there was a part of me like, you know what? I feel like we should be involved. The show should be involved because of just the ridiculous amount of time we have dedicated to toy photography. You know what I mean? And we, we love so. all of you. We love all of you. And yes, a lot of you have helped us kind of getting in Springboard, with the toy photography yeah. community. Like I, I get, there's a, a little uh, symbiosis going on here, like midichlorians and their hosts, but you know, fi- find another account out there that has dedicated as much time and effort to promoting toy photography and the photographers than the star Wars time show. Thank you. I'll take my bow. <laughs> here we go. But it's, yeah, I thought that was a pretty, <laughs> no, cool I'm glad thing. you, we'll I'm see. glad you brought that up. Cause that I, I was like, damn, I might, I might have to swing over there and check it out. It just depends on what variant we're on and if we have reached like 1.5 million deaths just in the United States at that point in time. Uh, if if uh. that's where we're at, I'm probably going to take a pass. As much as I love a lot of the toy photographers, I don't like you that much to get um, to die. <laughs> no, yeah. Okay, so. <laughs> Understandable. And really, the, the, but- the more of you stay unvaccinated, the more this thing's going to mutate. It's not rocket science. It's basic it's literally basic epi, what is it? Epi, epidemiology. Epidemiology. My next door neighbor is an ec- Viruses need hosts to live. If we remove hosts, 
viruses die. It's that simple. That's why polio is not around anymore. Well, no, I'm (laughs) glad you brought that up because you know why polio got taken out? Because that vaccine's not 100% either. It's because everyone back then was like, fucking A, give us the shot. So many people took it that they were able to kill the damn fucking virus. It's not that hard. (laughs) It's not that hard. It's not about you and your personal freedoms. It's not. It's about doing the right thing for the greater good. With great power comes great responsibility. May the force be with you. Thank you, Thank you Uncle Ben. All right. Or maybe somebody else. Ooh, don't if say If you it. didn't see Spider-Man. <laughs> don't, no say it, <laughs> don't say it. Don't say it. All right, dude. Let's get into this fan segment and put this episode to bed. All right. All right. All right. So first up, we got the question of the week, as always. We are starting the fan segment and to get involved in the fan segment. Follow us on the Instagram. Check out for Tuesday mornings. That's when Matt posts question of the week on our IG. You drop us either a message response. So in our DMs, respond to the story, or you can respond straight there on the post. And then we will pick some of our favorite responses and we will read them aloud on this podcast. And that's what we're about to do right now. So the question of the week is, what major moment do you think will go down in episode one of the book of Boba Fett? All right. First up. Oh, we got, we have. before you get in this, okay. <laughs> Perfected Chaos is ob- obsessed with you organizing your lightsabers. So can you add that to your to-do list at some point in time? I, I was, honestly, I just walked in the room because I still have my two <laughs> new Disney park sabers. Like just like you can see, like it's hard to see, but those like those boxes that are right there on this blue thing, yeah. those are my new... <laughs> <laughs> Those are my new saber. I haven't even taken them yeah, off the you're, box. You're, getting it, you're, you're doing what I do now. You're collecting shit just to let it sit on your carpet I, and I have to, in a box. Welcome I have to the club to find, of assholes, pal. <laughs> I have to find a, a better organizational <laughs> But so, no, he says here, I'm still dying to know if Nick is actually going to sort a cabinet for his lightsabers. Would be I, cool I do need to. to. I think see. what I'm going to do is like this, <laughs> this shelf off to my side uh, is going to become like more dedicated to to lightsabers than it currently Uh, is because right now there's just like a lot of stuff on it uh and i'm probably going to clean up like two or three shelves of that and then find good ways to display them the hard part is is like getting stands and on the show here (laughs) i always sit like i'm the hunchback of notre dame for some reason (laughs) like i'm like i'm all bent over like an athorian like imagine if my my back and then up to my head is an athorian neck that's how i sit (laughs) just like it's not not very ergonomic, as they say. All right, man. Sorry about that. So question of the week. Nick question. laid it down. Instagram, look for it Tuesdays. Uh, did you read the question? I read the question. So All what right, is the most, go. you know, what's the major moment from episode one of Book of Boba Fett that you think is going to happen? First up is X underscore Captain underscore Chaos underscore X. He says, interesting question. While I'm sure the show will be amazing, impactful, big moments, how he escapes from the Sarlacc Pit OG trilogy uh, character cameo ETC. I keep wondering if he comes out of this with his reputation intact or do they attempt to is. humanize I, him? I, I thought I saw when it, something like yes. that. Yes. I need Boba Fett to stay the most feared bounty hunter in the galaxy after the show is over. Makes sense? Question mark. Uh, so I think that like for people with this take, I think it's going to be your, your Boba Fett bubble is going to be popped is, is what I'll say. I don't think that he comes out of this as the most feared bounty hunter in the galaxy because I don't think he wants to be a bounty hunter anymore. Like, I, I think that that's the whole aim of this show is to shift him from 
bounty hunter to something greater, something more than just a guy who picks up pucks and then goes and does the job. And I think so. you can do that while still keeping a, f- oh, oh man, I told you I think I'm you off can my keep diet the f- today. Yeah, you can, you can <laughs> keep a fearsome reputation Yes, by becoming a crime lord. Ag- yeah, agreed. So I, I think that they can keep the fear, like they said, you know, keep his reputation intact. But I think that you can keep his reputation intact while also just moving away from solely the bounty hunter stuff. And I also think that like having a human element to him is necessary to a degree and having a human element to, I don't want to call him an anti-hero. I mean, I guess so. Like having a human element to the, to an anti-hero like Boba Fett and Fennec actually helps their character development a lot. It it opens up a lot of different avenues that you wouldn't have if he was just like the, he's the fucking He's the bounty hunter guy. He kills people. He comes back. Like yeah. if, if you that's, can't, you, you know. can't, you could maybe get an episode out of that. And then it's like, all right, it's like, then it just become a rinse and repeat type of show. It would become a Miller time. It'd be like star Wars NCIS or star Wars CIS CSI Tatooine, where it's the same fucking formula. Every episode, every yeah. episode <laughs> with no overarching anything. Um, Real quick, questions from the gallery. Yeah, Tones, I have a lot of original Star Wars art from an artist named Jake, I think Detonator. He's a UK guy. I love him. Uh, I've been a fan of his for years. He does a lot of like chibi style art, naturally. I dig it. And then behind me, if I had a camera, you'd see even more. And if you get those on the stream, if you look kind of where I'm pointing right now, that is one of my favorite pieces. It is Buddha Boba. Nice. It's, it's a Buddha wearing a Boba Fett helmet. And those were from that my is... days of running, of being known as the entertainment Buddha. So it, it's kick-ass. <laughs> um, all yeah, right, I'll, I'll do a tour of the basement here. But I, I really, over these three weeks of break, if I can get some time, I mean, it's hard when you got a five-year-old, and I'm not saying I don't love being a dad. I think it's great that I get to spend this time with my little kid. But <laughs> I also don't get to do any projects that I've been wanting to do where I just need me time. Um, yeah, but I, I have plans to because I all the Funkos I've gotten rid of a, a lot of shelf space has opened up in some of the closed parts of the basement where I want to kind of resituate some of the Black Series and then really do up my glass cases with the nice collectibles. So if I can ever get that sorted out, friends, I'll do a, a grand tour of the thousands and I'm talking like car dealership amount of money down here in knickknacks <laughs> and dumb shit from, that I've bought for my Star Wars love. All right. So I'll I'll get something out there. I just want to, I want to kind of get more of the collection out and displayed versus in plastic drawers, if you know what I'm saying. Okay. Next. Next up, we have dystopian underscore playgrounds. And he says, I expect some combination of a Sarlacc flashback, OG character return like Bosk or Dengar. And I really hope by the end of the episode, we get a distinction on what entity will be the main antagonist of the season. Would also be surprised if we don't hear something about Hut the uh, about the Hut Cartel or Black Sun being revisited. I know Shadows is Legends now, but come on, Zizor on screen. Everybody, yeah, I mean Prince Zizor is he's he's been popping up a lot. I think people want to see him in live action, bring him back well, into the fold. Was he in a a video game too, Nick, or just Shadow the Empire? He was I, I remember, I mean, he, he got figures and everything back in the day. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I have to try to remember Legends now because it's been so long. Um, but you're not wrong. He's definitely popular. All right, who's next? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Because I don't, I don't remember everything. I'll take next it. up Sunset Doom. You got yeah, it. Go, right, for go it. ahead. Yeah, I got it. I got it. It says, I think we will see a young Luke Skywalker. I'm going to ask a question about that in a second, uh, briefly, but I feel they want to really hook people in with the first episode. Um, yeah, I mean, young Luke doesn't really fit in here unless it's like a far back flashback. Well, yeah, if you get in, you would do, do you think they would just splice in existing Empire and, and ROTJ footage then? Like if we get a memory of him dying or do you think they'd reshoot it from like his point of view of landing on the skiff and getting buffooned? I think that they, they want to take that again. Right. Like maybe, but it would be hard. It would be, I don't even think like, I don't think that we get like the whole, how he got in again. Cause like we've seen it so many times it's been, you know, everybody's seen ROTJ hundreds of times at this point. So we know that I think we just get the exit. Like we, like you'll see, it's almost going to be like a, like a hover over this and then however he gets out, it happens. Like whether it be, he fucking sets himself on fire and he crawls out and he's on fire or this thing like fucking pukes him back out because he's on fire or he jetpacks his way out, whatever it is. But the, I don't know if sunset like got book of Boba confused with another, another show, but seeing a young Luke Skywalker would have to take you back to like. I mean, it would literally have to take you back to like Andor time period. Yeah, and and I believe Tem has only said that they cover essentially ESB up through Mando timeline. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, like I I do think that they want to hook people in, obviously, with the first episode. Yeah, it's and and they had the big Luke Wad blow and Mando. I yeah. think if we're gonna get a Wad blow at this point, it's probably gonna be like we said earlier, Solo and 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 Baki. Yeah, Chewbacca. Chewbacca. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to say Chewbacca. It reminds me of my days when I used to dip and I, I want some chew, chew, Chewbacca. Chewbacca. <laughs> I love that shit. I mean, it's yeah, so that was, nasty. That was one thing it, I never it, got into. It tastes, I mean, it literally tastes like someone, and I don't know why I know this taste, but I just assume based on how stalls smell, it, it, when you have it in your mouth, it tastes like someone has not only peed in your mouth, but taken a dump in it too. Sounds awful. Plus there's like all these little like stringy things that get everywhere and like they're diehard fuckers that swallow their spit, you know, more power to you. You are a man. <laughs> oh God, that's like, I, I knew fuckers. Yeah. They, they would sit like through an, an entire lecture at Ohio state with a dip in and not spit once. I was like, man, Dude, you are how a do you fucking do superhero. So this is like, like, I'm just like, I'm just remembering some of the the tastes i would that's get that's one thing but i loved it you know what you know i love chewing tobacco and then it was the pain associated with it um, you could feel it melting your gums so like after like eating hot food or, or a chipotle burrito and throwing in a fat lip ooh, <laughs> ooh. for you addicts out there you know exactly what i'm talking about that's the mm. one thing that i'm happy that i dropped more than anything was was smoking you were you were a drinker smoker, right? Or were you a smoker smoker? So like in my in my like freshman year of college, senior year of high school, I I started smoking smoking without alcohol. And then I was able to kick it pretty quickly. Like I only smoked regularly for about a year and a half or two years. 
And then I kicked it to where I was, I would only smoke when I drink. And now I'm to the point to where I don't even do that. Like it, it needs to be like an extreme situation for me to want to grab yeah. a cigarette from somebody while I'm drinking. And I, th- and by extreme, he means he's fucking shit. Yeah. Like and I, isn't thinking he's like, I want that. Buzz. Dude, the last time this, <laughs> the last time it happened, it was when me and Taylor were in Italy and like, like three years ago or two years ago. And we were, we were shit faced in Florence and we were yeah, like walking down the street and we just walked past some Italian guy who was like, Hey, can I bomb a cigarette? Exactly. And he was like <laughs> fucking American idiots. Yeah. And I was like, you loud assholes. Yeah. I like gave, I was like, look, can I just get, I like, I gave him a year, like one Euro for two cigarettes. And he was like, yeah, whatever. I don't give a fuck. Just get away. And I was a lot. I'm pretty sure that's the last time I smoked a cigarette. It was like three years ago. But yeah, I mean, now it's, now it's just the other leaf. Yeah, no, I did. I, I went for the, the even worse one was, was dip. I was not a huge, I was more of like a, one of those assholes that would drink and want that little buzz kick. And that, that's really what the dip would do too. Is it's, it's all addiction shit. It's all that, that little brief high. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm a fuck up. Yeah. I don't like, I don't typically like being in my normal head. So I've had to. Uh, rely on crutches throughout life to kind of take me out of that space now and then. But yeah, uh, smoking ciggies. Oof. Yeah, glad I dipping even worse. It's fucking gross. Yeah. So yeah, just just stick to the stick to stuff that naturally grows out of the dirt and and doesn't require any man made interaction. Yeah, like doesn't require you to mix it with rat poison. Because I can tell you right now, like t- tobacco. The shit that grows out of the ground, that's not what you're smoking. You're smoking some of that that's dipped in like carbon monoxide, gasoline, kerosene, animal parts, you name it, jet fuel. That's what's in a cigarette, not fucking, not, not tobacco leaves. Um, so, you know, stick, stick to the other herb if you need to puff on something. Indeed. All right. We got two more right, left. Back to, uh, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. We got two more left. And this one is from our good friend, Ripic Tan on the stories. Um, he says, I might crap my pants. That's pretty major. <laughs> and he says, if I do, maybe you guys will finally get some of that SW toilet See, art. That's why, that's why Rippick is a diehard. He, he, he like, knows. You know, when, when people know like that, that little bit of inside info, they listen. Yeah, he is a, he is a diehard. He says, nah, but seriously, tough question. I don't know if we'll get the pit escape in episode one. I'm thinking they'll reintroduce a character we know in the last moment of the episode, like Boba and Finnick have their meetings and drop some people down in the Rancor pit, and then someone from Boba's past will show up last minute. I don't know who, though. I'm not a strong speculative dot, dot, dot. See, you know, this is interesting. Now that we know we've only seen... The trailer footage we've seen is from episode one's opening minutes, possibly opening half, and we definitely see Boba in a back-to-tank, Boba in his white jumpsuit all burned up, so... If that's the case, we may be, unless they're going to do a, a staggered delivery of his escape where it's just like flashes of it in each episode that it's it's going to tell the full tale by the end of the series. If that's not the case, so I, I'm thinking we may get it right away. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. Because that, yeah, knowing what Robert just said in the interview with THR and then having also seen the back to tank scene definitely sends off the idea that we're going to at least get part of the escape in, in the first half of episode one. It would be interesting to see, like, do they, do they just pick it up to where like he's in the, the back to tank and then comes out 
and then he's around whoever he like he's with the Tuscans or he's somewhere else. There's a lot of different directions. I I mean, I I know you're not as like hardcore and it's not going to ruin. It's not like someone paid in your Cheerios. But if you don't see specifically him coming out of the hole, is that going to upset you? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I I definitely want to see the method of escape. Like if you're, if you're saying, yeah, like if they leave out, like if they just like cut to him, like, oh, he's out and he's with the Tuscans, he's in the fucking desert. That's weak. That's weak. No, you need the, the actual get out of the, the Sarlacc pit moment to happen. Um, so yeah, I don't think, I I still think, I mean, call me crazy, but typically Filoni dribbles shit in on purpose. I I still think if there's a rancor here, which there probably is going to be. I think it's going to be Mooch. I really do. Yeah. I mean, with Mooch, Moochie from Bad Batch. Yeah, with him involved, you know, it's going to be something that even like the tiniest little things that could tie back, like, of course. Yeah. Right. He he loves doing that stuff, and that's why we love him. So let's just trust the Savior. All right. And then, yeah, we have one more, right? Yeah. Oh, yes. Pixel Rope, have our one. buddy that uh, helped donate for the giveaway. Here. There we go. Pixel Rope says, Rancor riding, Jabba's palace taking, Mando armor wearing, Sarlacc surviving champion. Woo! He did a Rick Flair. Gave, right gave us there. a Rick Flair at the end. That's what it was. Rancor riding, Jabba's palace taking, Mando armor wearing, Sarlacc surviving champion. Woo! <laughs> that was perfect. That right. was spot on. <laughs> I mean, I, I used to watch a little bit of wrestling. I think, I think he's he's nailed a lot of. I mean, the Rancor riding is a definitely is a definite possibility for for episode one. Yeah, that that's something you would not want to put in the trailer if it's from episode yeah. one. That's for sure. Sarlacc surviving. Yep. Mando armor wearing yep i mean we checked all the boxes here with this one from pixel rope i like so that he one. hit us, he hit us you know why he you know why i know this is a good man he's from pittsburgh there you go there you go he's a steelers fan a penguins fan a pirates fan so he's a good man i know good it. good man and that's the end of the question right, well thank you fans yeah. thank you fans thank you to everybody who responded keep your eyes out on tuesday we may not i mean i don't this is up to matt for next tuesday we may not do a <laughs> A question next Tuesday, depending on... Yeah, I mean, dude, let's let's be real. I mean, I, I know you guys are just fucking with us when you're like, oh, we need you, we need you, and it's fine, we appreciate it, but, I mean, it's 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 holiday week. Yeah. I think we'd be lucky to get, like, right now we've had 71 playbacks. That's pretty decent for a, a Tuesday that's also technically a holiday week, but if we do do a show next week, it's more than likely going to be a shotgun affair on, on Wednesday with either me or with us both. Yeah. Uh, and that's a big if, like I said, it, it is really, it's, I'm going to go on how I feel because it's all about my feelings these days. Right. All right. Right. I got to stay <laughs> emotionally sound and strong. Yeah. So if I'm not feeling it, we're not doing it, but I have a feeling based on what I think we're going to see, there's a good chance that I'm going to be like, all right, dude, let's do it. And, and Nick's going to be like, yo, I can't get on till almost two, two 30. I'm be like, all right, I might just go on and puke out stuff real quick for 30 minutes and, and call it a day. And we'll do a team up next tuesday in the new year in the new year but stay tuned this is why you need to follow us on instagram yes you need to be subbed to youtube and you need to rate and review on your podcast uh, podcast platform of choice because then you'll know right you don't or discord same place right get with it here we go at star wars time show on instagram that's also where you can get involved with the top five star wars fan artist features of the week hashtag star wars time show tag at star wars time show Fuck, I'm about ready to take that requirement off. I I, I'm, I can't believe I've, I've gone this long without bitching about what Instagram did. 
Is anyone else living a nightmare right now after this recent change to Instagram where you get notifications in your Instagram messages if an account tags you? So think about an account like ours where we ask people to tag us, what that turns our messages into. It's a nightmare. It is a living nightmare for someone that is OCD with that little red fucking number on app icons. I can't deal with it. And now I have to go in and and essentially have to click on every damn message that says, hey, so-and-so tagged you in a post. So it's like, I don't give a fuck. Like, did they? I can go to the tag section and see who tagged me in the post, you dicks. This is another one where IT people programmers are high. (laughs) Who wants that? I can't even imagine a mega account that's, that, you know, I'm sure they just disable it or give it to an intern, but, but imagine like a Kim Kardashian or, or, or a Billie Eilish, these people that have like millions Millions. and millions (laughs) and millions of subs and and you know, people are tagging them. What the fuck? Like you, Nick, you can't even go in and do a select all mark is red. You can't even do that. You have to tap on every single notification to clear it. Yep. I hate you. Fuck you, Mark Zuckerberg, eat a dick. All right, let's <laughs> There go. we go. All right, so on that note, on the fuck you, Mark Zuckerberg, we're going to kick off the top five Star Wars fan artist features yes. of the week. And this is going to be potentially the last one for, for 2021. I'm probably still going to do True. one for next week, honestly. I'll do, I'll do one for next week. But All right, he's committed I, to I've doing committed. the top five. He said it here, and he said it live. I've committed. Now, I will say that it may come out later, like a day late, depending on when I get back, because I don't get back home until hey, the twenty eighth. Might be a day late and a dollar short, but, but it's hey, still coming. It'll be so there. Deal with it. Don't worry about it. So first up this week is at Hira No Rye New Rye. Oh, this is right. the first time top fiver. So H at H I R A N O U R A I. And what we have from him is a uh, is a shot of. Idris Elba's character from Thor. What's his name again? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking um, something. The guy. Heim, right? Heimdall. 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 Right? That's it. So it's Heimdall. We find. <laughs> I was sitting there fucking last night. I was, I picked this one. I was like, I like it. I like the shot, but I can't remember his character's name. It's Heimdall. Heimdall. He's the one who controlled the Bifrost in Thor. Yeah. But now, uh, <laughs> Hira has cast him as a Jedi and you see him flanked it. by a bunch of awesome muddied up custom custom. Nick, this is, this is all custom here. Oh, I mean, wow. every figure here is custom. I mean, you can't buy these clones in stores. They're, they're mocked up. They're painted. They're, they've got extra armor shit on. I mean, it's, it's just a fantastic lineup of customs during the clone wars era. And it is, it's that, it's that mean looking Jedi, yeah. right? I mean, it, it, I I love this this custom Jedi. I don't know if uh, Hera gave him a name or anything in, in their own post, but <clears throat> Idris with that long braided hair definitely looks great as a Jedi master. Look, man, like I love. I feel like this guy could kick Mace Windu's ass. Yes, I love Idris right Elba now. in everything. Like, make the yes. dude fucking James Bond. Make him a Jedi. Sonic 2, brother. He's Tails. Yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> so just fucking, look, put Idris Elba in everything. But I, I really like this shot. I think he did a great job with the mashup between or like the the kit bash with the Heimdall head and then uh, a Jedi body and then awesome work on the customs here along with it. So 
Uh, yeah, it's a, it's yeah. A, it's just a cool looking squad shot. I call them lineup shots. I I dig it. And really, I mean, hey, yeah, they're not. It's not like some crazy dynamic posing, but you you motherfuckers, you try to stand up. What do we got here? Eight nine figures right next to each other, and see see how much fun it yeah, is. Nine figures. So yeah. see how much fun <laughs> it is the first time one of these shitheads falls over, and then dominoes start to happen. Ugh. See if you can deal with it. (laughs) See if you're a normal person that can deal with it. Or if you're like me and you start screaming, yelling, spitting, biting, punching, and throwing stuff. (laughs) Don't be me. Don't (laughs) Don't be be me with this hobby. Hashtag don't be me with toy photography. All right. right. That's at Hira Nor I. H-I-R-A-N-O-U-R-A-I on Instagram. Go give him a follow. Next up, we have... At art underscore troopers underscore Chicago has a fantastic <laughs> diehard die mashup. In Star Wars. Diehard mashup, man. So what you see is, I mean, basically, I mean, it's a scene from Die Hard played out in Star Wars. You have the <laughs> the guard, uh, you know, one Imperial trooper that's been fucking taken care of and on his chest says, now I have a blaster. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Mimicking. Oh, oh, oh. I, I love, I love and that the, part of like, that movie. Dude, it's great too. Cause like the guy, so Art Trooper Chicago has Mando perfectly hidden above that grate. Yeah, and if you're not up in the grate, if you're not looking for it, you can easily miss that. And even if you miss it, the, the shot is still awesome because Bro, the perspective. I'm not gonna lie, I just noticed Mando there right yeah. now. Like I didn't even <laughs> see it when I featured it last week. Oh man, dude, it makes it that just that much more like it, it, it engaging. You you know, having Mando up there looking down and seeing that, the angle of the shot's great, the setup of the shot's great, the posing yeah. specifically of the guy of the dead. Uh, Imperial yeah. is just spot on. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. Now I want to see the yippee ki <laughs> motherfucker follow up next. I know, That's right? what I want. <laughs> you, need to, you need to finish that off. Our Trooper Chicago, if you're listening, you need to make the, the yippee ki yeah, no, This is great. This is great. It's a fantastic mashup of like a completely different genre of film, but it works so well. And I really, I just noticed Mando up there in the duct work and that's just, that's the cherry on top. Next level. Job well done. Type of shit there. Yeah, so. it's great. At art underscore troopers underscore Chicago on the IG. Fantastic job on the die hard Star Wars mashup. All right. That's right. Next up, we have Photog Raffi back here. Photog dot Raffi. And this is just an awesome, like, I mean, photography is one. He's a great compositor, it seems. I mean, like all of his other, like a lot of his other work that we've uh, featured too is is really good in the in the composite zone. And what we see here is it's a it's a game between. It's hard to tell who's playing against who. It seems like it's Vader and the Dark Troopers versus. Yeah. Just the normal stormtrooper. So this is like yeah, it's it's. I think those those are shadow, shadow troopers. Okay. Very very. Uh, I don't ever think the variant's been shown in it like live action. But yeah, it's like the the black armor wearing Imperials versus the white armor wearing <laughs> Imperials. It's great dude. playing a game of footy. A footy. You know our audience over to in, the international audience, right? Footy. Yeah. Or, or foot. Football. football this is just football. this is like the uh you know field day for the for the imperials if you've ever worked in a in a, like a corporate structure there's always some sort of like day away field day whatever they call uh, it like a, a corporate retreat you know something like that so this is this is the yeah. uh, imperial corporate retreat where everybody gets together and plays some soccer so. i just dude i i, I just love the shot yeah. i mean anytime you put star wars in something that star wars shouldn't be like a 
a soccer stadium. It just, I don't know. It, I guess that's the power of Star Wars. It just looks fucking cool. It can fit in if, anywhere. If this, if this was a shot of uh, Ronaldo or Messi, it'd be like, all right, who gives a shit? But it's it's Darth Vader, you know, kicking the, the Death Star soccer ball. I, I kind of really like how the goalie is like right in your face in terms of the perspective and where uh, the framing's at. Uh, but he and then just just great poses and as Nick said the compositing work to get all these different pieces together and look like they are in this scene two thumbs up yeah absolutely two thumbs up to at photog dot raffi the posing is just absolutely insane good so good good shit I also like how the ball is the Death Star oh yeah yeah it's just it's great stuff man I'm telling you these toy photographies these days you just you never know what you're gonna get. The level of creativity and ability is just, it just it seems to get better and better and better with each new season of photography. Indeed, it does. All right, at photography on the IG, go give them a follow. Next up, our Christmas shot for this top five. Yeah, we have this one from at yep. Boozy Manchild, and it was just too good. It's too good. You can make this into a Christmas card, send it to your parents. So what we have yes. here is. Mando with the Santa hat on and little Grogu, instead of wearing his burlap sack, he's wearing his Santa suit, his Santa burlap sack. And it's just, it's so wholesome. Little, little Grogu reaching up towards Papa Mando. He's got his little, uh, what is it? The little knob, the shifter knob in his hand, giving it to him for, here's your Christmas present, little buddy. It's it's like the Star Wars universe's version of a dreidel. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's a good way to although that would be for Hanukkah that would be for so Hanukkah, I guess it doesn't yeah. make sense at all but <laughs> you get it yeah. you know what I'm saying it's the life day it's the life day version yeah so. <laughs> nah dude I mean we, we've gotten tagged in a lot of Star Wars shots and there's been some other great ones I, I think Mando mug shots have had some fun ones and some others but this one just like you said it it could almost it could almost go on a like an album cover for a Star Wars Christmas album yeah like it, it just it it has one of those feels to it. I could see it in a CD jewel, but it, I don't know. It just it feels ultra festive. It looks right. Like it looks like they actually are celebrating, and it does. There is Christmas in Star Wars. Uh, I kind of like the oversaturated uh, lighting with the different color tones in there. Yeah. And it just it is. It's a wonderful shot of Mando and his ward. Uh, before he gave him away to some stranger in a black room. Some strange mystical creature from the that's right some <laughs> some space wizard yeah. he's like din goes from uh, being fearful and hateful of the jedi to be like all right he's like you yeah go. you can take him take him take him whatever take him whatever <laughs> <laughs> so there you go so at boozy man child make sure to go follow awesome christmas shot fantastic handle too boozy man child is I mean, a fucking a awesome boozy man child that is pretty fantastic <laughs> that is great <laughs> top top notch handle and uh, we're going to close out the top five this week with at art BLNK art blank. And I mean, this is a, I'm pretty sure it's a Photoshop job, but this, I mean, I don't know. It's the colors. It's the, it's the, it's the way that the figures are positioned. Uh, so what we're looking at is a shot of, dude, I, I don't, yeah, I'm, I don't, I don't even know how to break I this. Say, I mean, it feels like a, a real ass paint, like an art piece. It, there, there's like some phase runner vibes yeah. to it. If you remember phase, when Runner's I first work. saw it, I thought it was phase runner. And when I opened it, it wasn't, I was like, wow, this guy, you, you know what it could be. I don't think it's figures. It, it just could be, you know, these artists these days, I don't, I don't know if you call it digital artistry or something where you take 
various assets from other work and then just boom. and then composite them all together to create a new work of art. Yeah, so that's what Blank uh, calls himself a digital artist. And really, that's hey, that's what's that. at that's what's at work. Fucking here. genius. And look, this is one thing I'm gonna call out. That's like very small detail in this, but I think it it, it actually helps make your primary figures pop. And it's that slight white stroke that's around the the storm uh, or the the uh, star destroyer, Kenobi, and the um, the Tie Fighters. So what we're seeing is like a scene where Kenobi's standing on kind of like a grassy hill in a mountainous landscape, and it's a stormy, stormy day. You see lightning crackling, dark clouds, and then through the dark clouds is emerging a, a uh, Star Destroyer flanked by four uh, Imperial TIE Fighters. And then you just see Kenobi there, saber ignited, almost like he's just like centering himself for a like a coming battle. But I don't know. It's just like everything in this just just pops so well, and the elements stand out in a way that just draws you into this image like almost immediately. Yeah, I mean, it, it could serve as a poster for Kenobi. Yeah. There, there's no doubt about it. You, you put some verbiage on there. You put the uh, the logo, you know, the credits, and it's it's a Kenobi poster. It, it, as, as Perfected Chaos is saying here, it's got a very moody, moody feel to it. Yes, yes, exactly. So. Um, I, I loved it. it. It caught my attention right away. Like you said, it, it made me think it was Phase Runner. Uh, so I was like, oh yeah, Phase Runner's back in the feed, but it's not. It's at Art, A-R-T-B-L-N-K yeah. on the IG. He's the last member of our top five for this week. Congratulations. That's the top five. And that's the end of the show. It may be the last one for 2021, but we don't it could know. Could be. You never <laughs> we know. We don't know. That's why you got you, you know, you to stay tuned. And as... Uh, Joe, our buddy Klondike, answered it for you, Nick. It is rim light, also known as a rim job. Oh, yes, yes. I've okay. heard of those. Before. All right. <laughs> <laughs> They're my favorite. All right, as Nick said, the show's over. 193 is going to bed. Will we get 194 in in 2021? You just will never know. Or you could come around and follow us on our other platforms and maybe we'll leave some secrets, some breadcrumbs out there so you can make your way back to the show before the calendar rolls another year to 2022, which at some point in time will be discussed as being worse than 2021 and 2020 because that is just the state of the world these days. So don't think 2022 is going to be any better, okay? Here's your pessimist to tell you to piss in your Cheerios right before we make the switch. 2022 is not going to get any better. But it might if you go over to StarWarsTime.net and subscribe to the Star Wars Time Show. Woo! We also keep all of our articles of interest over there. If we do anything and put it out on our YouTube, it'll go over on StarWarsTime.net as well. But more importantly, for any new fans, new listeners, new watchers... You can find all of our podcast platforms. And like we said earlier, if you are a Spotify listener, they just added ratings and reviews. Please drop one on there to help us out on that platform. As well as if you're on iTunes, Google, and any other podcast platform that elicits or asks for some form of feedback on this dumb little show. 
That also includes YouTube. The best way to tell YouTube you love us is keep adding subscribers. Uh, I don't know if some of my bitching and moaning has been paying off, but we we did. We're over nine hundred. Let's keep it going. Let's get that to a thousand. If you're not subscribed, check right now and make sure to hit that button. If you are watching the live stream, give us some thumbs up. Leave a comment. Give us a pat on the ass like your old ball coach used to. We need it. It makes us feel special. You know what I mean? Especially me. The, t- the Tinker Bell mantra is always intact with the angry one on the Star Wars Time Show. If you don't know what that is, remember how you know she needs she needs clapping and laughing, and that helps her to be happy and fly. Yep, yeah, I'm the same way. I am like a little princess with wings. But the reason we want you to do is because we know, I know, Nick knows, Perfected Chaos knows, Klondike Studios knows, Tones One One Three Eight, Grey Goose Snaps. Liam, they all know that there's always time for Star Wars time. We're just trying to convince more people of our mantra. There's always time for Star Wars time. Just keep it going. Keep the reviews coming. Convince your grandma at at Christmas. Convince your grandpa at New Year. You know they need something to listen to if they're sitting in the old folks' home. There's nothing going on anyways in their heads anymore. Just put our show on for them. They'll love it. Be like, oh, look at those two cute little little boys and their beards. And their, what's all that stupid stuff they talk about? What is this Star Wars after all? See? Then you can go to the home and have a good conversation about episode 200. You never know. Are you going to stick around in the 2022? We hope so. Go over to StarWarsTime.net because if you listen to the Star Wars Time show, the Force will be with you. Always. Always.